What's going on, everybody? It is Co Coach Greg Adams. And that's you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. We made it to Friday. I got money. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And that's you. And this is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. New, 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 new world order. Yes, indeed, man. We in here. We bike in the building, man. We are about to drop some knowledge on you brothers real quick and give you a double dose of this reality, man. The Free Agent Lifestyle is the way to go. I am the author of The Free Agent Lifestyle. You can pick up that book on Audible, on Amazon. You can probably get it on Barnes & Nobles. Every now and then they give me a check. <laughs> All right, uh, go to your local library and request that they have the free agent lifestyle in there. And you see the book back there and the evolution I also authored. And 52 things that all men should consider before marriage or do before marriage, do before you settle down. All right, get it out of your bloodstream, out of your system. Sow your royal oats. Man, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about why dating in your 30s and 40s is for weirdos. <laughs> Complete weirdos. All right. Complete weirdos. And we're going to break down the numbers. We're going to break down the numbers. And we're going to use our boy's book. Shout out to Aaron Clary in the building. He wrote a book called The Book of Numbers. And he breaks down the possibilities of all of the things that you guys go out and romanticize about. Oh, we're going to break some hearts today. I'm a break in your heart. Pretty brown eyes. Yeah. We're going to break in your heart. We're going to break your heart today. But what we're going to do is we're not going to completely break your heart. We're going to give you the possibilities in life. See, I know what you guys do. This is what you guys do because I used to be you. You know what I mean? I go to the barbershop. I get lined up crispy and clean. You know what I'm saying? I be having that line. You know what I'm saying? Everything be lined up and all of that stuff. I get fresh to death. You know what I mean? Brush the dirt off my shoulder. I put the Tim boots on. I put the nice, crispy, clean Jordans on. I get them all shined up. Everywhere I go, every day I wake up, it's the possibility I'm going to meet the love of my life. The possibility that I'm going to meet somebody, meet a nymphomaniac at the bar that's going to turn me inside out. So every day, man, I iron my shirt. You know what I'm saying? I put the crease in the pants and I start bailing. I walk outside. Everywhere I go, Target. Everywhere I go to laundromat, everywhere I go to get my tires changed, I'm thinking about where the hoes at. Are there any women in here that I could perhaps run some game? What's up, baby? Hey, how you doing? What's your name? I like the way you comb your hair. Oh, I like the stylish clothes you wear. Oh, it's just the little things you do mm, that made me want to get with you. Oh. All right, and then you do this on a regular daily basis. You guys are hopeful. Everywhere you go do, man, you go drip sweat on the basketball court. Where the hoes at? You at the gym. Where the hoes at? 100% of the time, you trying to make this happen. You distracted. You can't even accomplish anything in your life. You can't even go to the grocery store properly without wondering where the hoes at. And perhaps I'll bump into somebody. Hey, baby, what's your name? And you trying to do all of this stuff, man. Yep, you got your hair fried, dyed, laid to the side, everything ready to go. And then you're expecting to meet something. You're just hoping serendipity happens. You're hoping for a hopeful chance instead of going to live your life. You ain't got your credit right. You ain't got your living situation right. You ain't got your apartment set up right. You ain't got nothing right. You ain't live. You ain't got no passport. You ain't traveled. You ain't been outside of Kansas City, Missouri. 
and you think the possibilities of running in somebody is going to just just happen. Well, I wrote the free agent lifestyle to let you guys know, man, you need to live your life first. Them three old fours and them women, the XXs come last. They come somewhere last. They are a byproduct of the lifestyle that you live. But of course, you go through your 20s, you learn, you bump your head. Some of you guys get married. Some of you guys try to figure it out. You bump your head. By the time you're in your 30s, you know, you're a little bit more financially set up. And then you go out there thinking that, hey, I'm in a better situation. I'm going to go and find a woman my age. I'm 32. She's 32. This is going to work out fantastically. <laughs> then you listen to the dating coaches. And they are out there not telling you the book of numbers. Shout out to Aaron Clary again. They're telling you the possibilities that, yeah, man, this, this, this situation is going to work out for you. Fantastic. Don't worry. All you got to do is learn some masculine frames, some game, learn all of these tactics and techniques. It's going to work out for you. Bobblehead, bobblehead, bobblehead. It's going to work out. Yep. One of these days, this is going to work out. You listen to the dating coaches on the opposite side, the blue pill dating coaches. Oh, the possibilities are endless. There's so many single people out here. It should work. It should be easy. You listen to the bobblehead women. Oh, relationships should be easy. All you have to do is agree with everything that I think about, all right? While ignoring every man's needs, all right? Most women, that's what they do, all right? Men say, well, this is what the problems we're having on the dating sites. This is the problems that we're having in the dating uh, world. Women say, we don't care none about that. This is what you're supposed to do. Um, This is what's happening out there. And then you won't even live your life for the first 40 years of your life until you figure out, man, what the hell am I doing out here? And so there's women. There's a lot of men that are frustrated with this dating uh, marketplace. And I used to be frustrated, but I got way past all of that. Uh, the lifestyle that I live now is way much more rewarding. And plus, you can get a couple of pieces for like, you know, <laughs> a fistful of 20s. I got money. All right. I found a way to the, the, the shortcut to get to what I need. All right. Younger, fresher. You know what I mean? Not all worn out. <laughs> Not all tired and fatigued from the jerks. Not all worn out from the human resources job. I mean, it's fantastic. But so today we got a great show. We're going to cover all of that stuff, man. We're going to uncover that. We're going to look at the possibilities. We're going to look at the numbers. It's going to get an ugly off here, man. So look, before we get into that, we're going to acknowledge the contributors to today's show. But I'm going to put up my disclaimer. I got to put up the disclaimer because you guys are going to really, somebody's going to be hurt today. And it, it's not intentional. It's not intentional. Uh, but this show does not promote hate or harm. I don't hate anybody. I'm just letting you know, all right, of any person, any gender, any race, class, or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Do what you guys do out there. All right, this show does promote healthy choices and lifestyle finances and emotional relationships, even with themselves, even with your baby mama, your mama, your ex-wife. Healthy relationships. Let these people live and let live, right? Or die. You know, if they die, they die. All right, who gives a damn? And you'll die too. It's all, it's all good. So viewer discretion is advised you're choosing to watch this content. You were warned. Ladies, if you're just here uh, to just, you know, see me, just turn the volume down. You might not agree with anything, but you want to see my chocolate skin. You're like, damn, is that beard real? I love to rub my fingers through that beard. The ladies love the beard. Some women hate beards. I don't care. <laughs> you guys like women. This is how this is how men do. Women hate beards. Y'all will go shave it off. Or you hate gray beards. Y'all put just for men in there. You put any cancerous material all over your jaw. <laughs> That's what women like. They like just for men beards. All right, let me rub it in. 
Let me rub it in. Let me look at what's in here. What is it? What what ingredients are in this? You don't even know. When you 48, you walking around half a neck. You ain't got no neck, no chin, no nothing. Uh, we're gonna have to saw all that out. Oh, why the ladies don't like me no more? Just because I don't got no chin. Man, this is where this show is going. <laughs> all right, just to let you know. <laughs> You're like, the lady still should have liked me with half a chin. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, hey, this is where the show going today, man. This is going to be what's up, man. I'm kidding y'all just for men ass dudes out here. No, I shouldn't say just for men. I'm just saying. Anyway, I shouldn't name a specific product, but beer dye. Beer dye. Look at the ingredients on that. You got to rub all of that in your jaw every week. You know what I mean? That's what you're going to do? Shit, y'all desperate out here. <laughs> all right, anyway, I'm an equal opportunity hater. All right, so let's get into the earlier contributors to today's show. Somebody came in and sponsored today's show already, brothers. All right, they dropped a wallet in here. Good Lord. All right, I almost sounded like the uh, Roscoe Pico train. All right, uh, hey, check it out. Uh, dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App for a short message. For a long message, it is PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams in the building, man. Anyway, man, what a wonderful time to live in as a man. All right, I know it's difficult for you guys in the dating landscape or you guys wanted to have wives and, you know, have them taking care of you and rubbing your feet and your shoulders and rubbing your temples and having you fall asleep in their arms. Uh, you got to pay for all that now. All right. The, the, I know there's going to be there's going to be somebody that says you can get that. We're going to look at the book of numbers. We're going to look at the possibility that some of you people all right, you men, you hopeful ass men. We're going to look at the possibility that you will find a marriageable wife. All right, the book of numbers right here, Aaron Clary. All right, I'm, I'm that, this. I skimmed through this. I haven't read the whole thing, but I actually picked out a couple of things. We're gonna go over the. We're gonna give you the statistical possibility of you, hopeful ass hope strategist, that you're gonna find the marriageable wife right here. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go through it, and we're gonna kill y'all hope strategy today. But it's anyway. Uh, let's see here. Earlier contributors to today's show. The PayPal address is pinned to the top. Yes, it is. All right. So let's go over to what's going on this morning. And look, man, we got somebody that sponsored today's show. Good Lord. Lord, did you make a mistake? Did you make a mistake? Did you make a mistake? All right. I got money. I got money. Shout out to Paul. Christopher. Mr. Paul Christopher J in the building. Lord, he didn't even say a message in the middle. <laughs> he didn't even new, say anything. New, 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 new world order. My goodness. He just came over. Was that a mistake or are you requesting that amount of money? I got money. Are you requesting? I got money. Are you requesting? I got money. <laughs> I had to read the numbers right to see. What, what was this? I got money. All right. Shout out to Paul Christopher Joan, John. He's all the way over there. Across the pond. All right. Appreciate you, brother, for dropping your wallet over there. You didn't even leave a message. And that was at 6.50 in the morning. My gosh. All right. Appreciate you over there. Thank you, man. I'm going to have a steak this evening. That's definitely what I'm going to do. No government name says, hey, coach, what up, Sean? He says, did you see where the young king got stabbed out by the bodega? Uh, the bodega worker in New York, Sean. He says the worker disrespected his queen and told him, that her EBT card didn't have enough credit 
for her Doritos, Sean. Oh, boy. She went outside to get her king to protect her and put hands on the bodega worker. Seconds later, the king got stabbed up. He got juked, juked up by the worker, Sean. The irony of is that the king was wearing a fake copy of a $300 Armani shirt. Wow, wow. A classic example of deletion by simp enforcer. Wow, keep holding the line, CGA. What do we tell you, brothers? What do we tell you guys? Um, The days of old, UK, old cavemen brothers out here, the days of old where you can go out and defend your queen and, uh, and without asking her questions as to why she's um, acting up. And so I'm going to see if I can put post this up. Oh, man, Sean. Oh, an old bodega worker, Sean. <laughs> uh, simp enforcers, y'all going to learn. The days of old are gone. So I'm going to, there's no video here, but Amari trends after New York Delhi bodega worker, Sean. All right. That's Mr. Ramondo, Sean. Mr. Ramo, Sean. <laughs> right. Or Mr. Habibi. No, it is Mr. Ramon. Ramos. Hey, Mr. Ramos, what you doing, Sean? <laughs> that is Mr. Ramos, Sean. And, her, and his grandson is Rodimesh. Hey, Rodimesh, what you doing out here, Sean? <laughs> Mr. Ramos. Hey, Mr. Ramos, Sean. Hey, I want a ham and cheese here, Roshan, and stab me up. Mm. All right, here it is right here. He trends. It, he, he's charged with deletion. He deleted him. After stabbing a man who allegedly attacked him after the EBT card declined, Sean. Wow. And here it is right here. Damn, he's still. But look, the dude is in his face, Sean. Dying because your girl didn't have $1 while wearing an Amari. Amari tee, not an Imani tee. Wow. Think about it. You lost your life because your girlfriend, Sean. Man, my girl take care of me, Sean. She buy me Doritos on her EBT card, Sean. I'm a player. <laughs> and Mr. Ramos was like, yo, Sean, get out of my face, Sean. I'll juke you. I spent time in the joint, too. You got stat. Hey, man, stop letting these women put batteries in your back, Sean. Man, almighty, I'm trying to teach you guys. And he was all in his face, Sean. I'm a black man, Sean, so you should be naturally scared of me. I'm going to just roll up on you. You see, I got the Allen Iverson cornrow, Sean. I will do you up with these fisticuffs. And he was like, juke, 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 juke. And he was like, call the ambulance. Call the ambulance, son. Get ambulance. Too late. Hey, guys, don't die over women. Not American women, bro. <laughs> don't die over there, man. Shout out to you. Thank you for sharing that story. Another classic example of you going to learn today. All right, who do we got in here? Is this uh, Billy the Kid? He says no men should go on a date. No men should go on a date. Uh, yeah, dating is dead. Absolutely. I mean, I just think, you know, you guys can try it. I mean, look, um, in the space-time continuum, <laughs> he says, how much would I have to donate to sponsor today's show? Well, uh, Billy the Kid, Sean, we're going to give you a sponsorship, Sean. Yesterday, you got a sponsorship. You was out here donating like crazy, Sean. So let's give you a sponsorship. All right, co-sponsorships at 50, 100 plus at the sponsorship, Sean. All right, man. Wow. Wow. Uh, but the, the time you spend trying to get dating is absolutely wasted time. As The Rock used to say, know your role and shut your mouth. That's Michael Powell. He says, also, coach, I'm surprised you haven't co covered the black woman 
who won the uh, Rhode Island State Senate race, who was uh, on the beach twerking. I did. I, I covered it briefly in one of the shows this week. I actually was I covered it early. I covered it so early that people missed it. And um, I didn't make a thumbnail. She wasn't on the thumbnail or anything, but it was just part of one of those shows where I just put up an article. I want to say I covered it Tuesday. And then people on Wednesday, Thursday, y'all been like, cover the story. I was like, I covered it. <laughs> so I think it was Tuesday show. Maybe the evening show that I covered it. Where are we at? David Wright says, had a junior college appointment last night. And you're right. These college girls love being able to scream freely and walk around naked. I'm giving you, man, boy. I mean, when would you guys listen to me? Nah, you know, sometimes like 99% of the time I'm right. When would you guys listen to me? For a young woman under 28, maybe under 30, they very rarely get opportunities to get banged out in, in, the, in the comforts of where there's nobody in the area. Like there's no yo mama next door. There's no yo baby kids or downstairs. There's her kids are in the next room. There's no your roommates are there. There's no party sex. You know what I mean? Like when you when they get the chance to walk around free, nude, and being a screamer, and they're under 28, under 25, they jumping on that. This is like the chance they can be that freak. Like they can be, he says, I don't believe CGA be smashing anything. Oh, okay. I'm a virgin. Hey, I got touched for the very first time. <laughs> All right. I love it. CGA don't get no peace leave. I love guys that think like that. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> I'm a virgin. Hey, I had two kids by no sex. Immaculate conception. I never had no, no peace leave. <laughs> he don't be getting none, Sean. He gets no sex. I'm telling you right now, Sean. He ain't never touched any either. <laughs> he watching me, Sean. That chocolatey skin old man, Sean. He don't get a damn thing, Sean. He just talking. He don't be getting none. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead and believe that, Sean. All right. Anyway. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it is what it is. You know what I mean? You can't please everybody. <laughs> can't please everyone. All right. Uh, I got to get over to the cash app. Moose Hefner says the red flag stream was hilarious. Do a part two. All right. There are plenty. I left out red flags. For sure. We got to do a part two of that one. Shout out to Moose Hefner. Oh, uh, what is this right here? Higher image status says online dating is like the thrift store. You're on fire. Yeah, man, if you wait long enough, if you, if you play your cards right, you could be smashing out all of these leftover women if you want. And the women be like, the men are leftover too. No, you're not. Dude, you want the relationship. Desperate women are to be avoided. And they're in desperation. We're going to show you. Oh, Octavius Mooborn says Brittany Griner is on child support. Yes, she is. I covered that at one particular point. Uh, Brittany Griner got put on child support. Like, think about how this country is. Think about this for one damn second. Hold on for a second. You were like. Brittany Griner is on child support. <laughs> and she's sitting in a Russian jail. Hope y'all her poor ass don't get out. We're going to cover that. How you on child support, Sean? You got a salami, Sean? They adopted a kid. She married a, a sister. And then they divorced. And she put the she put Brittany Griner on child support, Sean. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And she still got to pay. So when she get out, when she get out of prison in Russia, Sean, she's going to come over here and they be like, yo, you didn't pay your child support. 
this is a work. This crazy world is backward. It's it's done, man. And and, and you guys want to keep playing by the rules? You better create your own rules out here. XL Pro Services says Coach Gang winning, despite the fact that we're virtual. So, but yeah, we still winning around here. Uh, Kevin, uh, Avin Hiker, <laughs> Avin Hiker. I'll I'll catch it next time. Avin Hiker, Coffee Fun Johnny. Simon Small is in the building. Thank you, sir, for being here again. Uh, Eternal Hopes is like, and that's you, and that's damn near a co-sponsorship. Where are we at here? Uh, the actual King Smith says Thursday evening stream definitely had me sniggling. All right, that was the sniggle stream. We're gonna have to rename it afterwards. Oh my goodness, if you didn't sniggle yesterday, I don't know what's wrong with you. Damian Bird says, keep doing what you do, CGA. Nasty boy, stand up. All right, if we don't get these likes up, man, we're going to show you what that belly Ellie do. I know you ain't scared of the little belly Ellie. All right, Abel returns to Eden, says, much love, my dear coach, Galatians 6 and 4. 6, chapter 6, and verse number 4. All right, we'll get to what that is here sometimes. Uh, higher image status says, beard, 9-11, Nova, black shirts. That is all independence. Guys, it don't take much out here. It don't take very much out here. And uh, women are desperate. Guys, one of the signs that you have to ignore uh, ignore um, are desperate women. And let me give you an indication of what this looks like. All right. And so let me see here. Let me share the screen. Do I have these popped up ready to go? Oh, I don't have them popped up ready to go, Pause. All right. So uh, let's see here. Where do you live? Okay. Um, I have several examples, several of these tick thought videos. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, so we're going to break down the book of numbers. We're going to look at this, but uh, let's just so give you an indication of desperate women, right? So uh, what they'll do is they'll make these TikTok videos. And of course, when they make the TikTok videos, they're always scantily clad or titties are always puffed up, especially if they're white or if they're black, the booty is out. Okay. And uh, the makeup's done, the hair's done. And they're always obviously kind of making fun of the dating landscape, which means they're single. And uh, if you're single, you ain't got to be alone tonight. So this is a desperate scene in which they're using the clip from, I believe it's the movie um, with John Candy. I can't remember the name of the movie. It's a good movie, by the way. What's the name of the movie? It's it's when he's the uncle. I can't remember the name of the movie. He's the uncle that takes care of the babysit. He babysits them. What's the name of the movie? Anyway, um, they take the scene, which Macaulay Culkin, one of his first movies, Uncle Buck. Thank you. Yeah, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck is a movie. So Macaulay Culkin's in Uncle Buck, and he's asking these questions about uh, to John Candy's character in the movie. So they're they're repeating this, and they have this on repeat. Shout out to Uncle Buck. Here, let's play the clip. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? It's an even longer story. Now, they think this is cute. Because dating in your 30s be like, and this is complete, uh, absolute desperation. All right, on their part, not on the male's part. The male can be in any position in life as he wants because he has the time to do so. He can get his life together at 30, 40, 50. He, he, could, he could actually have time for that. They, on the other hand, them on the other hand, the world tells them that they have this time, but it's absolutely not true. All right, they're going to wear down. They're going to get tired. They're going to be like, oh, I don't want to grind anymore. They're going to say things like this. Why do I have to work? All right, especially if they're somewhat attractive. They're like, hey, man, where's the where's the guy? Do you have a house? Do you have a car? Why you don't have kids? Do you have this, that, that, that? And that's what a date looks like in your 30s. And, and in your 40s, it's 10 times worse. So in your 30s, these women are like, 
what do you have? How come you don't have this and that? It's basically a damn inquisition when you go out with them. You're not having fun. They can't even relax. Relax, ma'am. Why are you pushing so hard? And she was like, well, I'm not wasting any more time and I'm not doing this. I don't have time to waste. Well, you're right. You don't have time to waste. I'm too old for games. Yes, you're too old. You're not too old for games. You're too old. And that's just the sad reality of it. But because you're too old for games and because you don't have time, you want to press me. You want to put the Rick Patino full court press on me. You want to put the damn Arkansas Razorback uh, press on me 94 feet of hell. All right, no, we ain't pressing. You know what we doing? We about to press them lungs. All right, we about to press them lungs to death. That's what we about to do. All right, because I ain't got no time. Matter of fact, time is on my side. Matter of fact, if I have my life together, really, I got the numbers on my side. You know, I got the numbers on my side, book a number style. So let me play another one for you in this situation here. First of all, there's no such thing as relationships. Hey, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can, y'all can't even see this, can y'all? Oh, you can see it. Oh, man, I couldn't even see it on my screen. All right, there it is right there. Let's put her up bigger. Uh, so here's another woman right here describing modern dating to my married friends. So obviously, you're a spinster. You're a spinster, you're past your prime, and you're frustrated. And you probably can look at your married friends and figure out why are they married. They got married probably at a time where their mate selection was a little bit easier. Like their mating pool, they actually selected in their proper mating pool, which would be high school or college. Then following that, your mating pool decreases significantly. Meaning the people around your age are probably like your most selectable people around are around your age group, high school and college. After that, you're around a variety of people, old people, young people, uh, just, you know, washed out people, tired people, fatigued people. You know, that's your work environment. Your work environment dramatically decreases your dating pool. And then you're depending on dating apps and serendipity and all of these things like you're depending on luck at that point. And so you miss the boat or or. Or not only did you possibly miss the boat, you kicked your one mate to the curb. You divorced him. 80% of women file for divorces. And so they probably had one person that rolled the dice, one sucker, and you dropped that sucker like a bad habit. And now you're out here looking for another sucker. Nope. Let's go ahead and put it up right here. So now you got all married friends and you the one old maid that's left out. You're the sixth toe. You're the fifth wheel. You're the third thumb. <laughs> all right, let's go out here. You're the square peg. All right, here we go. First of all, there's no such thing as relationships anymore, apparently. It's all just hooking up, friends with benefits, and never-ending talking stages. Um, it's not at all what it used to be. It's not at all what it used to be. Whose fault is that? It's always that they, look, man, boy, they always want to blame men. It's not what it used to be. Okay, women are working more. They got more degrees than a thermometer. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language. Pathology. They're least like, likely to settle down in their 20s when they're young and having fun. They're running through the jerks and getting exhausted by them. And that's you. All right, they're the ones that changed the most. Men have basically changed the work like they change the what men have changed is they they have to do actually have to do least to get the most like they don't have to do much to get peace leave these days, especially the top guys.
So women have changed and they want us to just keep following as they change. And then when they change back to. And that's you you're supposed to be just standing in line for them. And you can see around her eyes. She's tired and worn out. This woman is in her 30s. All right. This is a bad time to sell yourself. Not only that, your dating pool has shrunken. Like, I mean, infinitely. Let's go ahead and uh, um, play the rest. Like, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby and the baby carriage. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did that go? You guys messed all that up. Let's continue. It is first comes sex, then comes ghosting, then comes emotional trauma and trust issues. And then everybody does the opposite of what you're supposed to. So if they like someone, they don't tell them. If they want to be with them, they act like they don't. So men have more options to fornicate out here. Because of the open digital sexual marketplace, men have better options to go buy a young piece of peace leave. We don't have to settle for old maids anymore. And they're upset about it. Everybody wants what they can't have. But then when they have it, they don't appreciate it. So they lose it. So then Now, when she says they, she's talking about Chad, Tyrone, Enrique, Muhammad. All right. And all of them, Mr. Nguyen and all of these guys. She ain't talking about us. She's talking about the men that she didn't got ran through, exhausted by the jerks. And they'll fight to get it back. And then when they get it back, they don't really want it because they didn't really want it anyway. They just wanted to get it back, but not really have it. You feel me? You feel me? Uh-oh. You know what that sound like. <laughs> you know what that sound like? You feel me? Mm. She like brothers. Killing other brothers. I thought the object was to love one another. All right. So she like brothers. And she'd have been pounded out into submission by brothers. That's all. That's all. Let's go ahead and break this down again. First of all, there's no such thing as relationships anymore. Apparently. Um, Plain white women. I'm just letting y'all know. If y'all in the brothers, y'all need to be in, be ready for the concubine. Be ready for the harem. Every now and then the brother will, you know, marry one of y'all up. But, you know, you just like plain white rice. You know what I mean? I could get a bowl of plain white rice anywhere. But the minute I get some seasoning on that rice, the minute I get some damn, uh, you know, you put some damn shrimp in that rice. You know what I mean? The minute you put some damn, what is that? Fried rice. You just a plain bowl of rice. The minute I put some damn salt, pepper on that rice. Right now that I done put some flavor on that rice. But you ain't got no flavor. You just, you just, you just chicken cutlet in this mug. Yeah, you just a you just a bowl of just plain Greek yogurt in there. The minute I put some strawberries and blackberries and blueberries and peaches and all up in that damn thing and granola, now nah, I done got me something. <laughs> the minute I put some, yeah, come on, hey, basic Becky, hey, look, man, you just a bowl of plain right rice. What the hell you offer? And there's millions of you in America. Like there's like every time I turn around, I'm somewhere in in Utah. There's millions of you. You're not, you're not that special. Apparently it's all just hooking up, friends with benefits and never ending talking stages. Um, um, it's not at all what it used to be. Like first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby and the baby carriage. That's old baby. That's gone. And who ruined that? Men did not ruin that. Hookup culture ruined it. But who was the ones that put themselves in hookup culture? First come love, then come marriage. That's gone. Baby carriage. Baby carriage. What is the prime fertility rate? Let's look this up. <laughs> First come love, then come marriage. You talking about babies. Prime age of fertility. Prime age of fertility. 
see here. We're going to read it right here. We're going to read the prime age of fertility right here. <laughs> A woman's peak fertility, their peak reproductive years. Let's go ahead and share the screen so you... And this is where your prime mate selection should be. I keep arguing this point. People keep not arguing. They're arguing against my point. But the point is to be made. Biology controls the wall. This is the wall biologically. Now, people are like, women in their 30s still look good. Women in their 40s still look good. We're not talking about looks. We're talking about biology. And as such, this should be your prime mate selection years. There was times where you didn't even make it to 50. So it was very pertinent that you selected during these years. But now because we have the miracles of modern science and we can push fertility out and we can push settling down out, we can push everything out and we can preserve looks further. Everybody thinks they still, well, I still got it. No, you don't. Let's read here. This is according to, according to a source. The source is the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. You know, your OBGYN or your option, a woman's peak reproductive years are between the late teens and late 20s. Now, I know what you're going to say because the chicken heads are going to be, Bach, you can have a baby in your at age 35, Bach. You can have a baby. My mama had me at 42, Bach. Bach, Bach, Bach. You're talking about the rare exception. You're talking about the lowest, the lowest opportunities to have that. Not only that, not only that, you're talking about you were the third child at 38. When your mother was 38, you were the third child, not the first. Meaning your mother didn't wait till she was 36 and then had her first kid. You were the third kid, meaning you were down the line. You probably were a oopsie baby when your mother had you at 38. You probably were a oops. Damn, I got pregnant. And you're probably six years separated from your previous sibling. So let's put it all into perspective here. It wasn't love. First comes love, then comes marriage, and then you down the line at age 38. You were down the damn line of procreation. <laughs> so let's get it straight before you fuck. You can have a kid late into life. Fuck. No, we're talking about your first kid after your first romance. Okay, let's go ahead and continue again. Your peak reproductive years are between the late teens, late teens, and late 20s. After that, by the age of 30, fertility, the ability to get pregnant starts to decline. Bark. This decline becomes more rapid once you reach your mid-30s, late 20s, early 30s. By 45, fertility has declined so much that getting pregnant naturally is unlikely and probably unrecommended for most women. So let's go back. So your real selective years, late teens into late 20s, are probably high school, college. That is your best years to select a mate. But of course, we're going to hear stuff like this. We're going to hear stuff like this. Well, listen, men in my neighborhood suck. They're losers. Men at my high school, losers. The rival high school had all the best looking guys. Men at my college suck. They're losers. They're horrible. They're geeky. They're dumb. They don't have a car. Nothing. They're losers. And so what's going to happen is in their mind, they're going to say, well, the people around me suck. There's no good men in my high school. There's no good men in my college. 
Well, these are your prime selection years. And then when you get into your job and your career, so I could focus on my career, you're going to say something like, well, the guys that I'm at work all day and I don't see any good guys at my job. There's nobody to select from. You can't date at work. There's sexual harassment and all this stuff. And so you guys put off all of your options and then you're hoping for a rom-com serendipitous sort of relationship, or you're hoping to hop on dating apps. And you think men are so desperate that they're just pining for relationships on dating apps. Men are there to get peace leave on dating apps. Well, my friend met her husband, a simp, on dating apps. Yeah, those guys are out there, but they're very few and far between, to be honest with you. Most guys that are on dating apps look, look in the clap cheeks. According to the Book of Numbers by Aaron Clary, how many people does it take for a person to find a marriage, how many people does it take the date for a person to find a marriage for their first time marriage? For men, it takes 67 women to date on average. For women, it takes 10. So if you're the number 20 in a man, so you're a woman, you're you're on man number four, and he's on woman number 20, and it, it probably ain't gonna happen. He's trying to steal fish, or he's still fishing. And you're going, it's you. And that's you. Especially late in life, this number decreases. Now, you're talking about second marriages? Because people hop out of their first marriage and they think they're going to go get right into a second marriage. Nope. The man has to start dating 60, 70 other women. You, as a woman, have to date. Like, when I say date, meaning somewhat of a relationship, not a first date. Date somebody, go through the dating experience with at least 10 other men, if not more. And then you gave up your prime selection pool, your prime dating pool. You kicked it to the curb. And then now you're out here with two years left. Three, two, one. You're trying to hit a buzzer beater, but you don't have nothing to work with. Nothing. You're you're working with nothing. Well, I could have a baby. I froze my eggs. Well, we already went in on, and we're going to take a break here in a minute. We already went in on the cost of fertility treatments for late-term pregnancies. The cost of fertility for late-term pregnancies could be ten to thirty thousand per treatment, in which they call IVF, in vitro fertilization. We haven't even got to the single moms yet. We haven't even got to the probably the list of which Aaron Clary points out are the lists of what he calls the um the um what does he call it? Let me see what he calls it. Let me see. Let me pop it up here. The deal breakers. We haven't even got to deal breakers yet. We're talking about two compatible people. We haven't even got the deal breakers yet. So we're talking about two compatible people that are in their 30s and 40s that don't have kids and are just looking for their first mate. Wait till we get to the deal breakers. <laughs> and so you got zero left and then you want to go into fertility. I can have babies into my late 30s. Oh, I froze my eggs. Oh, so you got $30,000 per fertility treatment. And th this is on the line. This is what you're offering. And then potentially, if that doesn't take, it's going to take one, two, three, or four fertility treatments. Now you're up to 120, 120K. And not only are you up to 120K, by the time she the fertility treatments work, she's going to have triplets on your ass. Oh, out of the five eggs we put in there, it looks like three of them took. Congratulations, you got triplets. <laughs> Yeah, we and then the red flags, boy, wait till we even get to that, man. So look, man, 
this is going to be one hell of a breakdown today. One hell of a breakdown. Let me get over back to PayPal. One hell of a breakdown. And I know I'm breaking hearts today. And I know I'm breaking your hope strategy. This is why I tell you, man, life has opened up for me because I no longer have that hope. And I'm no longer without, you know, options. If I wanted to settle down and pick somebody. Let me spin again. And that's you. I can play that game all day long. And that's you. I got money. Shout out to Tom Likas for the spill, the spinning wheel of tor- torture. The cash app is dollar sign CGA live. Let me know if you want the wheel of misfortune. Yeah, the wheel of misfortune. All right. Uh, shout out to uh oh 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 cash app dollar sign CGA live. Let me know if you do or do not want your government name revealed. All right. Uh oh, wait a minute. Wow, Just, Billy the kid has came in, bro. You already sponsored yesterday, bro. He says, What the heck? He says, I'll sponsor today's show as well. Keep doing what you're doing. Shout out to Billy the Kid doubling up. Dang. I got money. Going to Flemings. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Thank you, man. I put a lot of energy and effort into this. I appreciate the support. Shout out to Streetside. He says they got seeking, looking like Christian Mingo out here. Just horrible. Man, met a junior college girl yesterday uh, from seeking. Uh, cutie, man. Cutie, cutie. And she came up show yesterday. She came up show, wasted my damn time. I was like, do you know what you're doing out here? Do you know where you are? <laughs> I was like, I was like, ma'am. What would you say you do here? She was like, oh, I'm looking to. It, she was like on a date. <laughs> she was like on a date. She was like, I was like, do you realize you're supposed to be face down, ass up at the. What are you doing, ma'am? She was like, oh, well, you know. Okay, I don't want to do a little too much. I had to drop her ass off on Las Vegas Boulevard. I was like, would you take your ass up? Get on out. Kicked her out the car. (laughs) Like, this ain't no date. But what's happening is over there, because women are having such a horrible time on dating apps, they're coming to seeking. And they're treating it like Tinder. They're they're treating it like Bumble and Hinge. Man, I dropped her ass off so far by a hotel, right? Some brother saw me get her, kick her out the car. She was a little tiny foldable thing, too. I was ready to split her back. But I was like, ma'am, do you know where you are? I pulled up. I was like, <laughs> pulled up in a post. And when I pulled her up, I was like, skirt, pulled up. Open, she opened the door, got out. She, sca- she scattered like this. She went to the hotel. And then... And then dudes was like cheering me on. They was like, yeah, oh, my God, on to the next one. I was like, yeah, on to the next one. This one, man, she dropped the ball. Text me later. Oh, okay. I'm so willing to do what you want. I was like, this ain't no date, bro. It's wearing out, man. This is crazy. He says, should, should, he says, coach, you should read her bio first. Man, I was looking at her like, bro, 
it's getting bad out here. Because what's happening is these women are coming over to, they're having no fun over there. They're coming, the, the normies are coming over to the sugar sites. And it's like, oh my God, do you have to explain why you're here? Do I have to explain this to you? Well, I'm not really sure. Can you be specific? I was like, how is this for, for specific? Put your face in the pillow. <laughs> All right, here we go. And then you leave with a fistful of- I got money. Unbelievable, man. She was nice too, man, though. I Listen, uh, shout out to Cor- Never mind. No name. <laughs> he says, fire ass episode yesterday again, coach. Every episode is fire, but you've been killing it this week. I think Vegas mentality, I'm sorry, I think Vegas is mentally working well for you. I know my business has been better since leaving Los Angeles three months ago. And uh, man, I'm going to tell you, you're actually on to something. I actually feel a lot more freer. Um, You know, when you open up the space, I've been telling you brothers about this that live with parents and relatives and cousins and roommates and, and your mama is you can't grow in a small space. Sometimes you need to open your space or get a personal space. Like now, since I have my own dedicated studio, I can actually focus instead of being like, the stuff in the background was interfering with me. Like like background noise. I was in my dining room and I converted that to a studio. And then my living room was behind me. The kitchen was over there. Upstairs was the kid. Like, like when you actually can focus and I have this own room, I can come into this room and get intentional then I can leave it in this room. Um, it 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 opens you up business wise. Um, it opens you up. So I'm always telling you guys: uh, if you live with your mom and you're rehashing the same conversation and you're living in a small space, start to open yourself up. Anyway, uh, shout out! You're absolutely right. So thank you, man. I actually can be a lot more intentional and specific about what I'm doing as opposed to kind of just falling into it. Where are we at here? Damon J. Damon J says, "Keep it. Is it keep up or keep up the good work? We'll say it's keep up the good work. Thank you, brother. And then KT King, what do you got to say? He says, uh, "Good morning, CGA. I hope you are getting settled into your new home. I emailed you a news article about more women going after Vince McMahon in an effort to take him down. Buzzer. Sometimes I can't feel sorry for guys like that. Like if they did what they did, they did what they did. But I guys look." When your first allegation comes on, just know that there's going to be a lot more women that allege something. It's not necessarily that it's true, but it's the pattern of behavior. Um, anybody that had a relationship with you, whether short-term or long-term, that didn't get what they want out of it, can join the line of women that are claiming. So once one woman claims something, the next thing that's going to happen is two more women are going to pile on. And then if anybody else finds out about this, they're going to pile on. And people are going to say, well, why would 15 women lie? Well, in men's lives, there are women that didn't get what they want ultimately. And just because the relationship didn't work out, they're going to say, yeah, well, I was pressured into doing something I really didn't want. And he kind of kicked me to the curb or he ghosted me or whatever happened. And they're going to pile that on to the rest. Now, their story is not going to get prime time. They're just going to say 15 women claim. 15 women claim, but you're not going to hear the flimsy stories. You're just going to hear the claims. Now, the one story might be accurate. Two stories might be accurate. That's unfortunate uh, because of your behavior. But this is the risk of what's going on here. Somebody said it's called the whole ball effect, coach. ACDC, it's just the whole ball effect. <laughs> I love that. 
did you make that up or did another content creator have that? The whole ball effect. That's exactly what happens. So uh, this is why people are like, well, 60 women. I don't believe, I don't believe 60. Three? Oh, okay. I, I can believe that. I can believe that of most any men because most men at some point kind of did somebody dirty. Not saying they violated them, but you probably kicked them out of a house or the car, or told them to get out for not giving you one. You know, you busted on all over their face and they grill down they gullet and you treated them like trash. That's common behavior of a young, immature man. This is why I always tell you aftercare is important. Aftercare is important. Whatever you do, what you do to them, especially when a woman gives you her body. Because dudes are like, nah, man, you got to pimp these. Oh, you got to backhand them afterwards. You got to tell them they dirt and trash. I don't believe that. Now, you might believe it in your mind that they're dirt and trash. But if you treat them like that, you're actually helping the whole ball effect. <laughs> because it's five minutes of aftercare is worth a lifetime of pain in 30 years in jail. Mm. Aftercare, they asked. If you think they're a dirty skeezer, keep it to yourself. And you can call them all the dirty skeezers you want to their friends. You don't have to do it to their face. You do it to their face, you ask it for it. And you're saying something about yourself because you lied down with a dirty skeezer. Okay. You're saying that about yourself. What, what does that say about you? And that's you. <laughs> what does that say about you? That you got to call a woman all kind of names because she did some things for you. That she's did for other men, by the way. And she's walking around like this. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. But a lot of dudes think some of this behavior is masculine and it's very feminine. It's very feminine that you got to react off the thought. You nasty and I bet you, you do this with other men and you, you're a nasty this and you done done this and done that. And you're a whole ball skeezer, nasty scab skank, you know, like. Why? Just let them be nasty. We need nasty girls in the house, man. Shout out to y'all nasty girls. It's a very feminine thing to do. And a lot of y'all be following pimps and they be feminine to say, oh, you ever see the pimp? He be good until he gets smacked out and he be standing there. He be standing there in his drawers all curled up in the ball with his perm in his face. <laughs> he crying all cool. <laughs> All my bitches need to come help me. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the pimps y'all follow be feminine as hell too. All right, trust me, I have one in my family who's serving 150 years for pimping and pandering. <laughs> the crying pimp. The crying pimp got to be the funniest effect there is. Because they masculine as hell on weak, drugged out women. But then when it comes to men, they can't do nothing. <laughs> All right, they can't do a damn thing. Oh, or what do we got here? Not all pimps. Not all. We got to break down a show on pimping. <laughs> Y'all got that. You don't know nothing about the ism, coach. I had a, I had a relative, very close relative, that had did it for years, and I witnessed it. I saw it all. Now, I don't know everything about the game, but we're going to talk about some things that y'all see. The glorification of that person is where a lot of young men are missing. That's what you miss. And I'm going to tell you some things that actually happened in the background that you might not be aware of. That doesn't make it such an attractive thing. It's not as attractive as you think. That lifestyle is not for you. Um, What are we doing here? 
Let's get back to this show. Uh, let's see here. Where are we at? Oh, let's get to the let's get to the. Yeah, they take the L in the end. They be taking the fat L. Not many of them come out on top at the end. So it's an example of short money. Uh, short money in the end most of the time. Especially today, they be coming out fat L. All right, so let's get it here, 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 here. So we talked about meeting the person of your dreams in your 30s and 40s. I'm going to put up a banner. Why the hell not? Let me see here. What is this here? These are called deal breakers in your 30s. Oh, obviously, when you're in your 30s and 40s, you're not the best version of yourself, especially as a female. But as a male, you're probably toxic, too. Okay, let's just see here. So you're probably toxic, too. You've probably been hurt, broken up, bitter, um, and all of these things. So this is from the Book of Numbers by Aaron Clary. I took a screenshot of this. And when you're dealing with women in your 30s, this these are the things that will come up. So most men who are desperate to find a woman... And that's you. They have to overlook major red flags. And if you want to know other red flags, just go to my show that I did yesterday, the previous stream from today. Now, what you're normally dealing with in the population of American women are these deal breakers that you're going to have to overlook. Now, I'm not saying these people are bad people. I'm not saying that these are bad people. These are just things that you're going to have to overlook. You're going to have to say, well, I'll overlook that and I'll overlook this. Many people over 30, especially women, and into their 40s, they have like five or six of these. <laughs> they got five or six of these deal breakers. So, but but because of the salesmanship of women, right? Um, you know, when you're dating women, they are actual great salesmen. They're some of the best salesmen out here. How many times have you seen on, on a dating app or on a seeking app or anything? Or on Instagram or social media, the woman will be like, I'm a catch. I'm the diamond in the rough. I'm worth it. Spoil me. And they'll be way past their prime. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they don't be 18, 19, 20, 24. They'll be like 36, 32, 38, 48, 46. I'm the diamond in the rough. I'm worth it. I'm one of a kind. Uh, I'm not, can't be duplicated. They'll be like, I'm this and I'm that. They'll push it. And you'll be like, wow. One in a million, <laughs> one in a million. I'm not like those others. I'm the prime catch. And what you'll find out is once you peel back the layer on the of the onion, they got one or two, if not five of these things right here. And number one would be their weight. Now, their weight in their prime fertility years is not the weight that they're at now. Some people might be in good shape. But what are the percentage of those people in good shape? It's very small. In this country, if you're in the South, it's going to be small. The percentage of people that are in good, basic health weight. Now, we know people gain weight. Men gain weight in the relationship. She's going to gain weight, too. So whatever she is at now, you automatically know in the back of your head, she's going to be bigger than this. 30, 45 pounds. Easily bigger. If you don't mind that, that's you, right? And that's you. But let's go down to that. Since you're looking at 60% of the U.S. population, available, single, and married people are obese or and overweight. That's a deal breaker. Now you just shrunk your pool off, pool down significantly if you want that. Worthless degree. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 
with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. What's the likelihood that they have a degree and are college educated? Well, many people went to college. I mean, infinite people went to college uh, during the 80s, 90s, and the 2000s. Most of them degree absolutely worthless. A great percentage of them have degrees that they don't even use. Tack onto that, the next one, percentage that are in financial delinquency. This is why they're pressuring you. This is why they say, do you have a house? Do you have a car? Do you have an apartment? Do you have a kids? Do you have this and that? Many of them are looking for a savior financially. And then you'll find out when you're with them that they're in some sort of significant debt. How many people? And Aaron Clary points out that this could be three out of 10, maybe four out of 10. We're, to, we're, we're looking at that number. Three out of 10 are in this position. If you tack on, if this person actually has a worthless degree, which eight out of 10 degrees are absolutely worthless, he has a book called Worthless too. And the likelihood that they're overweight, I mean, you're compounding the situation, compound fracture. And you're supposed to overlook all of this in your 30s and 40s. Now, many men in their 30s will overlook this and then find out they're divorced in their 40s. Many men in their 40s start to go, mm, not so fast. Especially if they got themselves in a good financial position, they'll be like, mm, nah, but I'll give you some salami, <laughs> right? So he might still be on a dating app, but he ain't in the commitment area. And then the woman will say, you're afraid to commit. And this woman will say, I'm looking to get married. You mean retirement plan? And the man in his 40s will go, mm, not so fast. And then he'll find out that there's a thing called seeking arrangement. And he'll just put a bowl of jasmine rice out like it's a deer trap. And then the jet, the deer come out and then he start clapping cheeks. And then the man in his 40 goes, damn, that's all it took. Bowl of Jasmine rice and a couple fists full of twenties. Damn. I'll keep doing that. Hmm. As opposed to going out with 40 year old plus worthless degree, financial debt, over overweight women trying to get married, looking for a man to settle down. Why don't these men want to settle down? What happened? Where did all the men go? Now let's add on to that. This is from the book of numbers by Aaron Clary. Add to this that she perhaps might be a feminist or left-leaning. How many of these women that you go on dating app went, uh, apps on? If you're a Trumper, swipe left. Now, you know that woman's in trouble in life, okay? Because most people who are anti-Trumpers, older in age and woman, female, are broke. Broke, all right? This is the reason why they're anti uh, Trumper, anti, uh, you know, anybody that's going to hold them accountable, anti, they'll automatically right off the rip, tell you where they are politically and tell you that they're a feminist. Any right thinking man with his life together knows that marrying a feminist, an old one at that is going to be a mistake because he probably already married a feminist and he probably already got divorced by one. So the likelihood that he's going to go that way again, and oh, I got my life together. I got my job together. I'm ready to roll the dice on a lefty. <laughs> yeah, they're bitter, they're angry, women's rights. And I'm like, man, no, no, no. Like, who needs that? Like, I don't need that in my 40s. I'm not going to go to a rally with you. I'm not going to be all riled up about women's rights. Like, I'm working. I got a job to do. I got stuff to worry about. Like, I, I might have been a lefty in my, at age 25. By age 40, once you start getting taxed to death, you're probably not a lefty as a male. If you're a broke ninja, you're probably a lefty in your 40s. And you're probably like, yeah, in oppression too. <laughs> and so if you're broke, you're more likely to go that. But here it is. Look at the statistic. Percentage of population that is 
has these deal breakers that is leaning left 65%. Right. Single mom. We haven't even touched on that. The single mother rate in this country, 40%. Any number that you put out here and you say for the country, if you're saying for the community, just double the number. Anytime you see a statistic, well, 30% of women, well, then if you put it just to women in the community, double the number. It's a 60%. In our country, the single mother rate is like 40, almost 50%. And the community is close to 80. So if you're in your 30s and 40s, you actually have to overlook all of these things by the time you even get to, does she have a child? The likelihood is she does have a child. How do you deal with that? What are you going to do with that? Is that going to be a deal breaker for you? For many men, it is a deal breaker. Doesn't mean that that's a bad character person. It's that you don't want to take on what that means. You're like, I don't want to want to date a woman that has a kid. Um, I want to, if you want to have kids, I want to have a kid with a woman that doesn't have any kids. Right? That's that should be your right. But of course, society deems you as how, how dare you? Right? How dare you? How dare you place that standard? Well, well, many men in their 30s and 40s, 80 percent of the women that they're going to be around has that that are available to select. The women who don't have kids, they either don't want kids, so that's a deal breaker for you if you want to have kids. They're like, oh, I don't have any kids, but I'm not going to have any kids. So you're like, well, why would I be with you? And then the other ones do have kids, and they either do or don't want have kids either. So if they do have kids and they want to get married or they want to commit, and you're like, well, I want to have kids. She's like, I already been there and done that. What do you do? <laughs> like, it's a deal breaker no matter how you slice it. For many men, but some men are desperate enough to do that, to be the step dummy. What about STDs? I once gave a stat on STDs, and the super simps came in, flying in. Here I come to save the day. And the STD conversation went something like this. Well, the STD rate is close to 30%. 30% of all women are running around with some sort of itchy scratchy. This is true. STD rates or STI rates are higher in women than there are men which is odd. You're like, well, how's that? How's that possible? And then when you break down that most of them have sex with the same women, uh, most women have sex with the same men, meaning there's a small percentage of men are having sex with the greater population of women, then it makes sense. Because you're thinking women are monogamous and you're thinking that every man has a chance at every woman. And it's not true. When the women are in their 20s, um, the women that are making themselves available sexually, they're only making themselves available to a small percentage of men, right? 20, 30% of men are getting all the sex. And then the remaining 70% of men are getting very little. So then the STI rates are going to be higher. And they have the, their biological makeup, meaning everything's packed inside of them as opposed to everything's outside of us, makes them probably harder to make, maintain clean health. That's just the, that's why they always getting, you know, that's why they're always having their health maintained at an OBGYN. They're always got to go get that washout. Us, on the other hand, we can wash ourselves out after we're done in the sink. And we can wash it all the way. You know what I mean? Like we can clean ourselves up. They can't, they can't really do that. So their rates are going to be higher. With that being said, I once put out the stat, 50% of black women, according to the CDC, have herpes. Now. Black men, that's impossible. How do you think that's impossible? Like, why would you, why would you come to the defense and aid of that as that being impossible? Have you been with all of them? Do you know this to be true? Have you asked them all? Not only that, not only that, 
Um, not only that, when you have herpes, it doesn't mean you're showing symptoms of herpes. Okay, that's that's what we have to understand. But when you say 80% of women are single mothers or 80% of the women in the community have babies by the age of 30, oh, that's possible, but 50% of them can't have it? Like, it, the math has to make sense. So just because you don't have the symptoms of it, meaning you don't see it, doesn't mean she doesn't have it. That's what you have to understand about that particular virus. You can have it and it can be dormant. You can have it and you don't have the symptoms. You can have it and don't know. You can have it and don't know. Doesn't mean that they all got symptoms on the outside. Okay? So when you look at the numbers, this is just the numbers of population-wise when you're looking at selection. Um, and I can pull up some numbers as well. Percentage of women that have STIs. Let me see here. And it's close to what Aaron Clarity is talking about. This could be ever. This could be uh, ones that are saw. Let me see here. STI. Um, let me see here. Oh, um, there's something else that I want to show here. Let me stop sharing this. And share this. Uh, here, here's an article here, uh, according to Child Trends. You know, we're using selective Google selecting. It says right here. It says, uh, most alarming, however, is that youth and young adults, 15 to 24, account for over half of all new STIs each year, even though they make up only one quarter of the sexual active population. Young women in particular are disproportionately affected by the numbers of STDs, including chlamydia and gonorrhea. Researchers estimate that as many as one in four one in four. So that lined up with Aaron Clarity's number, 25%. One in four sexually active adolescent females have STDs. What is the population? Why is the population so high? I'm sorry, why is the percentage so high? And what can we do to reduce it? First, not enough women are getting tested regularly. So that goes back to what I said. Just because they're not, just because they don't have the symptoms doesn't mean they don't have it. Many people don't get tested. Many women often do not show any symptoms of STDs. There it is, what I said right there. So there goes your 50%. No, that can't be possible. Yes, it's dormant. It's there, but it could be activated at any point and therefore might not seek testing or treatment. In fact, recent research found that only 27% of sexually experienced females age 15 to 25 reported being tested. Only 27% reported being tested. Uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and bring that down. Okay. Somebody says men can easily show more than women. Yes. So we're, cause we're on the outside. Everything we have is on the outside. Our, nat our anatomical uh, build is that if we have it, it's probably going to be seen. When they have it, you probably can't see it. Even if you look closely, let me see, lift the leg up. You can't see it. <laughs> you would have to go up all up in there. And by then, it's too late. Putting this chart back up of the deal breaker. This is what's happening later in life. Mental illness. Mental illness. Okay. Now, he has on the chart 25%. Does that line up with what the world is telling us? And that actually does. 
Let me see here. We talked about this yesterday. Let me see here. That lines up with several articles that we referenced yesterday. By the time they hit age 30 or whatnot, life has hit them very hard. Okay, they start off getting hit pretty hard in life um, because Mother Nature has blessed them with the things that uh, they can best attract the mate. So they are often putting themselves in situations where, you know, predators and assaulters and, you know, men will break their heart. Men will use and abuse them and uh, they will go through traumas, fathers, fatherless home, fathers abusing them, mothers, you know, bad mothers. And they're least likely to be able to fight through these things. So this could develop into some sort of mental illness. In this situation, women in prescription drugs, one in four take mental health meds. One in four. And um, I don't know if this one actually talks about age. But um, here he said the number of adults aged 20 to 64 taking meds is 3.5 times higher than it was in 20 and uh, 20 and 01. I always throw in that and. Okay. Um, I want, they don't talk about age here specifically, but one in four that lines up with the 25% that, uh, and we shared a story of the, the young woman who got shot by the Seattle police. She had a mental health issue and she tried to stab and lunge at the police. She got shot. She had two children and she was pregnant. So just because they have mental health issues doesn't mean they're not getting pregnant, right? They're still out here dating and on dating apps and such, right? Let me see here. Mental health women right here. Um, this particular article by Evie talks about liberal women. Hey, it's a pretty girl there. Over 50% of women who identify as liberal and white under age 30 have a mental health issue. And so we're in a country that wants us to feel sympathetic about mental health. But then when you show them the numbers and you say, well, that would be a deal breaker to me because I'm mentally healthy. I don't want to take on your mental health issues. Then they get offended. Well, what's wrong with mental health? Well, what's wrong with it is I'm mentally healthy and you're not. And then their counter to that is, well, you should go get checked out too because you're mentally health unhealthy too. They, they want to make you mentally ill. And I'll be like, well, that's you, baby. It ain't me. But statistically, when you put it in their face and say, well, you, that's a deal breaker dating wise. Well, why is that a deal breaker? It's a deal breaker. Going down the list here. Average body mutilator. <laughs> Bodily mutilator. So what is body, a body mutilator? Okay, obviously, if the person is in their teens or early 20s, there is least likely they have nipple piercings. Least likely they have a clitoris earring. Least likely they have eight rolls of earrings on their ear. Less likely that they have tattoos. Less likely, but it's more likely once you get above 25, more likely they're now experiencing body mutilation, which for many people, that would be some sort of what? Some sort of deal breaker. How about breast implants? How about BBLs? How about just go down the line? This would be an example of what many men say, well, you have that. I don't want that. Chopped off hair, colored hair. I mean, the numbers go crazy. Wigs, weaves. It, it's That's not necessarily mutilator, but it is something that you basically changed about yourself. That when you were in your early 20s, late teens, you didn't have that. Tongue piercings. 
right? So the average amount of people that are doing that is pretty low. It's lower than you think, but the numbers are going up because the stigma is changing. So they didn't change the minds of men. It's just that they changed the stigma. So they're saying it's okay. But many men, when they're going down the mate selection, are saying, yeah, it's okay for you to do it, but I don't want you to have it. I'm not going to select a woman that has a nose bull earring, but you can have it. I just won't approach you. You can have it. I just won't date you. You see what I mean? And so these, when you put the numbers in, percentage of women that have zero deal breakers, the percentage of women that have zero is 0 0.54, 0 0.54, like under 1%. Mm. Or the Tupac nose earring, right? That one right here. I don't like that one. That looks like a, a boogie outside of your nose because then the nose, the, the, the thing, the thing that, what is it? The back, what do they call it? The, the back of the earrings connected inside of the nose and it looks like a booger. Every time I look at your face, it looks like a boogie. So I'm like, well, you got a boogie. Oh, no, that's the that's your nose earring. Um, Aaron Clary says this in the book of numbers. He says this of the 44 million available women that are single. By the time you break down the numbers, only 1.4 million of the 44 available, 44 million available women, only 1.4 million would fall in the zero deal breaker category. Now, you are now 44 million men trying to aim for, if you were looking for zero deal breakers, 44 million are going after 1.2 or so million women. Right? That would be the numbers. By the time you hit 30 and 40, 44 million available men. Now, ladies, you can do your own statistical analysis of what your deal breakers are, and then you probably will reduce the number of available men, right, that don't have any deal breakers that you like. But let's just say marital, uh, men who are marriage-minded, who want a mate, 44 million men are going after 1.4 or 1.2 million women who have zero of the deal breakers, zero. Mm. Of those, you're probably not going to get your girl. All right, there's a very low percentage chance that you're going to get your girl. So you're going to then have to go through the list of, here it is, men are not perfect, of course, but you want the relationship from men. You're the ones pining for the relationship. Just think about this. You're the one pining for the relationship. <laughs> so the men are going, we'll just take the ass until I find a marriageable woman. So the men, the women are saying, well, you men aren't perfect either. Well, then you're not probably going to find your mate. So what's the reality of the situation? What's the real reality? Dating in your 30s and 40s is absolute for weirdos you're asking for the damn near impossible let me add one more point to this let's just say you find the possible let's break some hearts today uh is this the right one do i have the right one up 
Oh man, where's my thing here? Oh shoot, I got rid of the chart here. Let me see if I have it up. Hmm. Oh no, here it is, right here. All right, I didn't put it on my. I didn't put it on my right tab sheet. I'd be having a whole bunch of tabs. Let's just say you find the right one. The average relationship length of when you find him or her is two years and nine months before it ends, before it comes to a crashing end, before it's over. So you found the one. You found the one with just enough deal breakers for you to deal with. You found the one that had zero, one, two. You found the one man who wasn't perfect, but he was good enough. You found the one woman that was perfect and he wasn't good enough. By the time it goes far, it's done. It ain't going to go further than that. <laughs> It's going to go just to a certain point and it's come go to a screaming, crashing halt. And then what do you have to do next? What do you have to do next? Find another one. Yeah, because you said what? All right, I'll put up with this. I'll put up with that. And then guess what? By the time you actually figure it out and rock the boat, oh, it's getting a little weird now. By the time you say, oh, wow, she's tripping, he's tripping, it's over. And then you got to be right back out there finding the odds again, but you didn't increase your age by two years and nine months. Find another husband, dude. Yep. And then when you tack on social media, behaviors related to social media, girls' nights out, all of these things that come up later in a relationship, So you guys can keep this fascination with these things actually happening. Um, here it is right here. The younger the couple, the shorter the relationship. Teenagers don't tend to last, uh, have form, uh, form lasting relationships. Okay. Then when you get in down the line, because she's saying, oh, I've got better options. So they, she's like, oh, I'll just this here. I'm going to find me another one. I'll just find me another one. Oh, you ain't doing what I want. I'll find me another one. I don't like the way you sniggle. I'll find me another one. Then she finds herself. In her 30s, she finds herself in her 40s. Let me just go ahead and play a couple more videos here of, of women saying what it's like to be in your 30s and 40s and dating. And these women don't look that bad. They have the mystic magic of makeup and modern science on. But uh, let's go ahead and continue. I'm 31 years old, and I've spent the last six of those years primarily single. Um, that would be a lie. Did y'all catch that lie? Did y'all catch that lie? Let's play it again. I'm 31 years old and I've spent the last six of those years primarily single. Where was the lie? Remember, I tell you they lie and it's not a malicious lie, but where was the lie? What did she say? She said, I spent the last six of those years primarily single. Primarily single. You know what the other six uh, of those six years what she was doing? 
So she's talking about from the age of 25 to 31. What was she doing? Primarily single. I tried to find some sisters videos too, but I was in a rush. So people are like, you're just putting up the white women. Bro, there's sisters videos out here, but I was just going through TikTok like this in the morning. Like I had 20 minutes up to the show. I was like, oh, you save video, save video. I'm 31 years old and I've spent the last six of those years primarily single. She's been on sugar dating apps. She's been dating old men. She's been dating married men, Chad's, Tyrone's. She wasn't a virgin. Is she a virgin like coach? She ain't a virgin. So I've developed a short list of immediate red flags and some green flags. And the first red flag for me is when somebody's too much too soon. Like if somebody has to talk to you 24 seven, if somebody's calling you babe before a first date, if somebody plans too extravagant of a first date. Wait a minute. Let me, what'd you say? For a first date. If somebody plans too extravagant of a first date. Boy, you can't please these women, bro. I, I like your first date. It's too extravagant. All right. How about a coffee date? No, nope. Coffee date. No. He planned too extravagant. He bought me tickets to Costa Rica for a first date. How dare him? How dare you? I'm tired of these men planning yacht trips for me, planning trips and vacations to Sedona and Arizona, planning trips to Costa Rica. That's that's a red flag. I got money. All these millionaires trying to throw their money at me. I got money. Trying to look at my feet. She looked like she got pretty feet. Let's continue. Like... I feel like that's them distracting, trying to distract you from who they are as a person with these shiny things, with these materialistic things. Yeah. So, so men with money. Um, by this age, this is when women are turned off. Some women get turned off. Oh, he pulled up in this Porsche 911. Ugh, that's so tacky. I bet you he has a small salami and insecurity issues and mommy issues. He think that 911 is going to impress me. I've ridden in Ferrari, Testarossas. I've I've ridden in uh, Lamborghini Countach. I've I've ridden in 911. 911 ain't even a good car. I've been in Ferraris. So if you think that's gonna impress me, yeah, bro. Hey, look. How dare you? This person right here, yeah, he's overcomp. Him overcompensating. Him think he gonna impress me with that car, bro. She pulling herself out of that market, and she's saying, and that's you. <laughs> meanwhile, she got a Nissan Altima. Him think. Bro, bro. That you don't really notice the bad qualities that they have. That's just what I've experienced in my past. Yeah, she been <laughs> experienced in your past, ma'am. Bro, this woman is going to be sink. Uh, uh, now, some simple marry her. She'll get bailed out uh, because she is attractive. She's considered attractive by American beauty standards. I don't want to hear from the pro-black delegates today. <laughs> right? feel like she's not attractive. I wouldn't date her. Okay. So somebody could rescue her, but inside the mind of a bird brain right here, deer in headlights, but she got the puffed up lips. She's got the nip and tuck. She's got the bolt ons. Oh yeah. She came with all that, but she's still out here struggling guys. Ladies, what does it say about you? If she's struggling, <laughs> okay, this woman can't find a rhythm in the dating marketplace, but you're a comparative to her on the beauty scale only. She's a bird brain for sure. But on the beauty scale, you're four points down. And you think just like her. 
a wrap. It's a wrap. And I know this girl's struggling financially. Look at that apartment. I could definitely see some popcorn ceiling in the background. She live in an apartment. She probably broke. She probably used to calling old sugar daddies that had that, that rented her out, a leased her out a Nissan Ultima because she had, I bet you her credit's bad. I can almost guarantee you guys, I know the profile. I've had women like this. I've been around them in Orange County for a long time. And so she's had sugar daddies lease her out Mercedes and all this stuff. And then the sugar daddy had to repossess it from her. <laughs> I got stories on that too. I knew a woman who had that. She had a sugar daddy and then um, she couldn't lease the Mercedes. This Mercedes was leased out by the sugar daddy who she wasn't boning. He was just leasing it to her. And she was paying him the monthly payment, which was extraordinarily high. And then she couldn't afford it. And then the sugar daddy went and got a, a key made at the dealership and came and repossessed the car. This is how it'd be working sometimes. Let's give you another bird before we do the uh, another. Why is it? I don't know if I can play this one. that has music in the background. I'm taking a chance here. Okay, I'll play. Well, no, I'll play the other one. This one looks like a why is it that every okay so I'm gonna play this one this one kind of has music in the background I'm wondering if I that's the other part of this one I was trying to get videos but they had music in the background I was like dang that's a good video but she she got music all right uh let's go ahead and play this one here why is it that you're 30 and complaining somebody says why buy her a car guys men in their 50s and up have that available resource they will buy young women cars it is I'm telling you, man. He said filter on. Guys, men in their 50s who are successful. I know. Let me just put this to bed real quick. Men in their 50s will buy women in their 20s cars. This is where Minister Jap is right. Now, this is where he's on the tricking conversation. I agree with him on this one. I think that's egregious. But they will give them, he says, CGA, stop the cap. They will give them, I, man, I know a woman. She was in her, when she was in her 20s, mid-20s, she had a, a guy who was not getting any cheats. All she was promising him was cute pictures and conversation. He leased her a Mercedes. He leased her, and she was paying him back, and she forgot to make a payment for about a month, a month and a half, and he had to repo it. I know her personally. I know another woman who was in her. She looked like this. She looked like the previous woman with the duck lips, blonde, big old blue eyes. I know a guy who put her on contract for a year and said, you're exclusively mine. And he leased her a Range Rover and was paying her rent. And he was in his he was in his mid 50s. This is Orange County, Newport Beach. It was I seen it with my own eyes. So when you're thinking about this marketplace, if there are women that are willing to do that, they can go through that. But I'm telling you, those dudes don't get a good deal. So this is why it's called tricking, because they might get an occasional piece of peace leave. They might get they salami sucked occasionally by that woman. He ain't getting the best. Now, this when they say he he's not getting her soul. He's not getting nothing out of the deal, but maybe some occasional. It's crazy. Um, Where are we at here? Oh, we're going to this woman. And by the time she get done with all of that, she says, in her mid-30s, where are all the good men at? What happened? Where did all the men go? Here we go. 
Why is it that every man, 30 and above, mid-30s, whatever, who's out there in the dating world is deceitful? All right, so here we go right here. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is your problem. It's on a site called Finding Mr. Right. Why is it that every man in the dating apps over 30 are deceitful? Because we have the advantage. We have the advantage, man. What are you talking about, ma'am? We have basically now been put in front of us a massive amount of women for the first time in our lives. And you guys are all desperate piranhas trying to swindle us out of whatever our, uh, you know, you're trying to sell us some used damaged goods. And now you're out here wondering why we're lying. You're the liar. And that's you. <laughs> yeah, another plain bowl of rice right here that thinks she's special. What makes you special? Well, I'm a good catch. Of course you are. Everybody says that. What woman comes out here? All right, I got a bunch of red flags. All right, uh, accept them. Accept me as I am. If you can't take me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. You had your chance and you blew it, honestly. If you look back, your dating pool was much better in high school and college. Now you're out here scrambling, scavenging, trying to make it work. And it's, guys, numbers-wise, it won't work. It is impossible to find someone who's not. Yeah. Why would we, I mean, so got, some guys go out and lie and manipulate. I don't agree with it, but that's what you're getting at this point, ma'am. What I mean by deceitful is the ones that obviously lie, but also the ones that don't even know themselves well enough. No, we know ourselves. Um, we're lying, but you got a filter on right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're lying, but you're telling me that you're still a catch and you're 34. I mean, you might be a catch in your mind. You might be a celebrity in your own mind, but you're not in the day. Yeah, just ladies. <laughs> Register, ladies, this is what you have to do. Register yourself. This still won't work. Register yourself on a dating app as a male and then swipe as a male. See what the competition is out there. You think that you're the best one out of there. Okay, I'm going to just throw myself out there. It's going to be great. Start going on dating apps, all of them. Go to the Sugar Daddy apps. Swipe. Some women will still come out of there. Yeah, shit, I am still was the best one out of all of them. <laughs> all right. That's when you know it's pure delusion. She's not that good looking. She's not ugly, but she's just, she right in the middle. Average middle of the road. She would be somebody I would swipe on and be like, all right, I'll put her in number 10 spot. Let me get a dates with a couple of the people up here. I'll put her at the 10th spot of, of matches. You're in number 10, low priority. I'll holler at you when I see you. I'm not spending no money on you, no. You, you're not getting a dinner date, no. Not, on a, not off a dating app, you're not. Now, if you were 15 years younger, maybe 10 years younger, maybe. But now in that mid-30s, no. You're not getting no date, no. <laughs> you're not. It's just not happening. Um, and they're suddenly like, oh, I realized that like, I really like X, Y, and Z. And so sorry, I can't be with you. And it's like, you're in your 30s. Yes. You've been on this planet for 30 plus years. Yes. There's no reason why you shouldn't have your shit together. Okay, so you're dating low quality men. That's it, what it is. So a man that is in his 30s, mid 30s in his 40s has his shit together. You don't qualify. I'm just letting you know right now. You won't qualify.
if you find a guy who has his stuff together and you walk into his house, wow, you don't have roommates, your room's clean, your life is together, you have good priorities, your priorities straight, you got a budget, you got a surplus, you got good benefits, you have a job, you're focused, you're intentional, you don't qualify. You would be number 10 down the line for that guy. It's just the way it works. <laughs> and he already knows that he could probably get somebody younger or in a better position mentally. She less likely has these deal breakers. If you have any of the deal breakers that we put up, he knows, hey, I could get something somewhat better. And have your shit figured out by now. I would assume you dated a bunch of people, you know, you know your likes and dislikes. Like, if you don't, then get the F off the dating apps. She's lost. Dating apps are not to find relationships. Now, you have dudes that are out there trying to do that, that will get into a relationship every now and then and catch themselves slipping. Dating apps are for hookups. One Damn near 95% of dating apps is a hookup joint. It's a nightclub. It's not for relationships. Now, you want to find a relationship. I remember that, see, Tinder used to be exclusively a hookup joint. But then these older women start getting on here. I'm not like these other women on Tinder. I'm not here to hook up. Well, why are you here on Tinder? Okay, you're in the wrong spot. Now these girls, these Tinder girls failures are going to seeking. I want to be spoiled. 36 years old. Why the hell would I spoil a 36 year old? Well, isn't this what we do over here? What? No, no, we're spoiling. We're spoiling college age women. <laughs> That's what we doing. All right, we ain't spoiling no old washed up. And figure yourself out because it is unfair to go on there and waste somebody else's goddamn time. No, you're wasting your own time. Ma'am, you're wasting your own time. You're in the wrong, looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love in all the wrong spaces. Dating apps are a waste. This woman's looking for love on a dating app. Now, every now and then a woman will do that, get that. It ain't work. It's not the norm. Let's get to these uh, sponsorships and uh, contributions here. Oh, man, they didn't got me all locked out of PayPal. Hold on for a second. What is this? What is this ish? Oh, they didn't got me. How they locked me out? Oh, they finally got me back in. Damn. They had me doing the robot. <laughs> they had me doing the uh, cap. What is it called? Captcha? Oh, we got uh, Chairman Mo is in the building. I know he'll have a lot to say to contribute to this one. He says, hey, Coach, Coach Alini. We're Coach Alini over here. Once again, you're right about the modern women. I was reading a New York Post, Post article about the bodega clerk. The hardworking bodega clerk was uh, who deleted the simp enforcer allegedly got stabbed by the baby mama who started the drama in the first place. Hmm. Yet the baby mama instigator is not being charged. Like, damn, even in hockey, you get a penalty for being an instigator. But for the modern women, no penalty. Give New York City the baby mama and the simp enforcer the buzzer. Yes. So the baby mom stabbed Mr. Ramos first. Then Randy got the simp enforcer. And the simp enforcer got his uh, life taken from him by Mr. Ramos. And I guarantee you, in no time flat, she'll be getting them cheeks clapped by another man. SAU says, morning coach, the thing you said about having your own space in a new beginning is true. 
but the opposite happens when you have everything figured out and everything under control to an extent. Motivation diminishes. I'm struggling with that. And that is something you got to fight against true. Okay. So um, um, I don't fight against it too much. It does come up. It's like, well, I don't have to do nothing now. You know what I mean? I always look up and go, what's my motivation? Um, uh, this is what happens. I think uh, it's like, all right. My motivation was to get something material, get a certain status, get enough. And then when you get there, um, this happens to content creators in typically like a red pill space or any space. They go, well, I don't have to do that anymore. This is why it's important that you like what you're doing. Because if you like what you're doing, the money or the success or the status is inconsequential. Right? So I actually like this. Like, I can literally be like, I'll just do one stream a day now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, forget it. I can easily do that. I'll just do one video a day. I'll just do three streams a week, right? I can easily do that. I can lose the motivation because I kind of, in, I'm in a place, thank goodness, where I have, lit, like, my, my budget is smaller. When you get older, guys, your budget gets smaller. You have what you want. You actually own what you need. You don't have any, all you have is maintenance fees. All I have is maintenance fees and house costs, right? So. Your budget's smaller. You have what you want. You have what you need. And if you don't like what you're doing, you're going to lose the passion. But I'm passionate about this. So this is why I keep it going. And I think there's more room to grow onto this, right? There's more room to grow. Not numbers-wise, but there's more room to grow. So you really got to find something you're passionate about. And if what you're doing you're not passionate about, then find something outside of that that can make you passionate about something, right? Like, I, I got to do this so I can afford to do that. Like, it, in my goal sheet, which I talk about in the Money Mindset streams that is only available on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams, $50 level a month. What I talk about is I have a list of things that I want to accomplish. So for me, I want, I do want to own a plane one day and I want to be able to fly a Cessna, a small plane, and I want to be able to own one. And I have that on my list to do. I don't want to give up too information, too much information, but I have that on my list of things to do in the year 2024. That's kind of how I progress. So um, even though I have these things, I'm going, I want something better than that, right? I'm always like, I gotta, I gotta work towards that now. And um, you know what I mean? Like I'm always looking at people who do flight lessons and all of that stuff. Like that's down the line, down the list. And then one of these days, I actually knew a guy who knew he got his pilot's license and he would fly places like JFK Jr. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, I'm going to go here. And he would fly there on his own plane. And I'm going, that's what I want to do. Like that, you know what that would add to the free agent lifestyle and the mythology of the free agent lifestyle? You know what that would do? You know what that would do social media wise? I'm 40, I would be close to uh, 48, 48, 49. You know what that would do to the free agent lifestyle? You know what free agent lifestyle 2.0 would look like? Somebody says rent a plane. Yeah, rent a, you can rent one. You know what that would do <laughs> to that freaking lifestyle? That thing would be, people then would go, God dang, this dude got it locked in. How did he get there? Rewind it back to 2018. Rewind it back, and you'd be like, damn, he went, whoa, bam, bam, bam. So that's what keeps the passion going. That's what keeps the drive going. 
So some dudes end up, especially red pill guys, they'll talk all of that ish. And what they really wanted was the opportunity to get a good woman. And what do they do? You find their ass back knocking someone up and pregnant. They, they violate every rule that they actually told you. And what they wanted was success with women. That is not my end game. Yeah, I'd be flying junior college girls in. I'd be going, all right, here, you know, like, it's nice now. I mean, look at my house. But panty dropper-wise, you drive, fly up to a junior college girl, you want to hop in my plane? She. <laughs> so some of these guys talked all of this ish, and then they ended up with a single mom. They talked all of this ish, and they was knocking up girls that they met on, on the internet due to their fame. And then they got right back on the plantation. And now they sitting in the plantation like this here. And they locked in. For me, I'm going, I ain't locked in like that. I ain't locked in. I'm going for a greater mission. My mission is to my calling. Listen, I already had kids. Already fought in the family court. Already did all that. That All that life is behind me. It ain't coming back. I'm not settling down. I'm not going to sit in my damn rocking chair. I'm not calming down at 40 and 50. I'm flying high, high, fly, fly. I drink when I'm drunk. I float when I'm high. <laughs> House in the heels. You know I'm looking fly. So it's so fly. I don't even remember the words. You know I'm so fly. Yeah, man. And people are like, well, what if you go down? Shit, I went down, bro. Hey, look, man, nobody getting out of this alive, bro. Nobody getting out of this. Man, you're going to fall down in that plane. Oh, well. You know what I did? Hey, man, look, just because you lived to 80, but you was dead at 30, doesn't mean you lived the life that I lived. I got a lot of life experience. You 80, I'm still here, though. But you was dead at 30, ready to die. You ain't lived in 50 years. Yeah. That's the way it goes, bruh. Yep. Throw that parachute on. <laughs> Telling you, man. When I'm here, I'm about to live. All right. Van says, Coach, the reason why some of your RP videos get the ad suitability. I don't even have ad suitability. I don't even have that. Automatically, it's due to the title and the thumbnail. I don't even have that. I don't even have ad suitability. I get zero ad suitability. They stripped all of that. He says these are some of the keywords that get flagged by uh, Algo, like Midtown. He says when you apply for an appeal. I don't even have that possibility. <laughs> all right. So uh, he's talking about ad suitability and thumbnail itself and all that. The reason why some content creators get the green light is some don't. Yeah. I don't even have that. I got zero ad suitability. Zero. They stripped all of that. But um, <laughs> it is what it is. This is why y'all on PayPal. <laughs> he said, uh, no government name, coach. I recently developed Famosis. Wait, Famous, Femor? I don't even know what that is. Uh, where are we at? What is it called? Samosis? Famosis. He says, which is a tightening of the foreskin. Oh, my goodness. And it tears by itself, which is increasing the risk of catching the itchy scratchy. It's hereditary. My father and brother had it. But they've escaped it. Circumcision is the last resort. 
because I don't like surgeries. What are my options in these streets? I don't. He says, I can't get a girlfriend because I'm a free agent and I don't want to use condoms forever. I need some advice so I don't roar up all on these broads. So uh, you might get a vasectomy. I've never heard of that particular thing. Um, I never heard of that. I actually believe that, um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I don't want to get too detailed on this one. Obviously, you're not circumcised. Um, and circumcision, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if you're not circumcised, that increases the chances of STIs or STDs on men. I believe, if not, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to get too details on this one. This is a pause moment. This is a pause moment. But you might consider a vasectomy. I'm gonna look at that up. Let me see here. This is a this is a men's education show. So let me see. Increase S SIDS. Increase STDs. Let me see something. Or reduce. Okay, so it's we'll just put it up here for you guys to know the prevalence of STIs. This is just Google again at work. I didn't look at this. The, the prevalence of STIs was higher in uncircumcised men compared to those that are circumcised. And it's almost double. So it's kind of what, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's much higher in uncircumcised, the STIs. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, you're. We're, we're, we're getting too detailed here. Because your foreskin, your foreskin basically can keep more. Woman fungus in between it, the folds. You're going to increase your odds. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, man, y'all need to talk to y'all's doctor. All right, and the percentages were very high. Like, it was double. It was almost double. The prevalence of SEIs was higher in uncircumcised. Un uncircumcised men compared to circumcised, and it's double. So let's just end this particular thing right here, and let's get back to happiness. Okay. We getting the right, hey man! Shout out to no government name here bringing the show down. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> oh, whew, that was that was close. Sheesh. All right. Shout out to the Hooded Brothers out here. RK made a little pause. But this is an educational show. We have to keep the education in. All right. We do have to keep the education going. All right. My gosh. All right. Shout out to you, brother. No government name. Adrian Paul in the business, in the building. He says, I love my watches and I love my Jeep. I'm looking to collect more and customize my Jeep so I can travel around and off road. Having more and more goals keeps us going. Blue chip mindset. Day two this week. Shout out to you, man. Hey, that's what it's about, man. <laughs> that's what it's about. Uh, anyway, you got to have those goals. You reach for the goals. My goals were planned out like five years in advance. So like I said, I have 2024 aimed at pilot's license, flying, owning the plane, running the plane. If it flies, so floats or Fs, lease it. But you can lease a plane. I want to be able to, I want to be able to just hop on. So whatever I need to do to hit that goal, that's what I'm going to do. Mr. Hardaway, G. Hardaway is in the building. What's up, coach? Great minds think alike. 
I have a list of things that I want to, I want to, and I call it my manifestation list. Also, that white chick looks like she might have some good looking feet. <laughs> he says, I am too a foot guy. Yeah, her feet, though. I know her feet are pretty, bro. Hey, I just, I'll be looking at like the high arch. You know what I mean? She ain't got them stubby ass fat toes. You know what I'm saying? Where the pinky toe longer than the toes in the middle. <laughs> Shout out to Greg, Greg Hardaway in the building, man. Great names and minds think alike. But yeah, manifestation lists. I already have these things. So when when a when a female brings herself in my life and she's on some other shit, and don't you want to settle down? And why you working so hard? I'm like, man, bit like. Yo, you ain't even on the list. You're not even on my manifestation list. This is why I'll rather find a pretty full woman and just go ahead and drop the money and I, I keep on money. going because these people are like, why don't you want to settle down with me? I'm 36. You're 46. We make a good power couple. Power couple is not on my list. Trust me. All right. Do you want to fly in an airplane? Why would you do something so dangerous? Like I want to get a, a big ass. Uh, I'm going to call it the coach bus. Um, And it's somewhat either going to be a fifth wheel trailer or it's going to be one of those um i can't even think of the buses but it's going to be a now the gas price is going to have to go down for me to do that but travel on the bus i love traveling the interstates i've been almost damn near every interstate in my life i mean in the, in the united states travel on interstate you know what i mean boondoggle somewhere chill kick it pull out the grill take out the can am off road like that's that's what I'm looking forward to in life. That's what I want in life. Settling down is not what I want, bro. Settling down with some old washed up, that is low, low, low priority in my life. Super duper low. Take the bus, go to a town. What's up? We boondoggling out here. We drinking some brews or some Mike's hard lemonades. Get in the can ams off road. Get on the dirt bikes. Chill. Kick your feet up, shoot some fireworks. That is on my list. The list of these hyenas out here looking for a bailout plan. He said the STD bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm looking to do. How? And then the next thing is I want a house out on a ranch away from all these goddamn liberals. That's where I'm going. <laughs> Bro, I ain't going to no settle down in no two bedroom apartment. Listening to somebody tell me you ain't doing enough. She, free agent lifestyle mission is my mission, and it's my priority. It ain't all of this stuff, man. That is low, low priority. All right, let me stop messing around. Harold L. He says, "F yeah, being a pilot is awesome. Follow the dream. Give yourself a round of applause. Yes, indeed." And the people on my money mindset stream, this is what you get on a weekly basis. We teach you how to keep these ideas in your mind, man, because life is very much a prison if you make it a prison. But if you open up to the possibilities, uh, this is why you guys suck at dating because you're in Tupelo, Mississippi, trying to find your mate. No, man, you got to get out, especially women. You're, you're, you're somewhere where, where you can't even find good options. And you're like, there's no good men out here, but you live in Tupelo, Mississippi. Why don't you go somewhere where, where there's good available men? Here's a list. Atlanta. I mean, listen, they're just better. This is an option of best U.S. cities for singles. You could agree or disagree. Atlanta, Austin, Boston, Chicago, Denver, Madison, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, New Orleans, Portland, San Francisco, and Seattle. 
You want you a country boy? Go move to the country. But no, I don't want to do that. I want to live in my libtard city and I want to find me a mate mm-hmm. off a dating act. You're, you're restricting yourself. You're disappointing yourself. Go where the people are. Go where they are. If you're just dating people in Cincinnati and you think you're going to make it, well, these guys in Cincinnati suck, just like they sucked in high school and you missed the boat, just like they sucked in college and you missed the boat, and they, they suck in your city and you're missing the boat. All right. Uh, the Strife Excel says Amazon just delivered my copy of the free agent lifestyle while watching your stream. Appreciate you for the support. Hashtag free agent lifestyle. This is a life message. This isn't just YouTube. We on a mission over here. Thank you for the support. And then last one on PayPal, and I'm going to get over to Cash. He says, I'm not really in the feet per se. So when I see good looking feet, I automatically think of the coach. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Appreciate y'all. Ladies, you, I'm like I'm like Marcus on Boomerang. Your feet cannot be a wreck. You cannot kick it with me. You cannot kick it with me, and you have effed up feet. I'm just, <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, man. So if you got to be in there getting your feet done, he says dating the world. Yeah. If you if your feet jacked up. Where's that clip, Marcus uh, Boomerang? Because I'll be like, man, I don't get the obsession with feet. All right, look at Boomerang. Let me see here. Oh, hold on, something. Feet. Feet got to be on point. No hammer toe. Can't play the clip because it's... I can put the picture up, though. This is how I be. This is how Coach be looking like. All right? This is how I be looking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can make that one larger. That's what she said. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's me right there. <laughs> I don't even care about hand like the nails, fingernails. I don't even care. Like, I don't like claws. Like, claws are a turn off to me, too. But, um, like, just regular hands. Like, you don't have to really, like, if you have them painted, all right. You don't even have to have them painted. You know what I mean? But feet? That's me. I'll be like, oh, hell to the no. No, man. And if you got them big-ass feet, you they look like damn, uh, those, uh, what do you call them? fins those little things you put on the end of your feet if your feet look like that too i'll be like they look like damn duck paddles all right all right let's stop messing around shout out to jermaine j says my boy is still broke dating hashtag finally unstuck i yeah man so i don't agree with broke dating especially with men but in particularly with women your uh, broke dating for women is a major turnoff it's desperation so this is a problem that people have on the dating marketplace. You guys don't look, re, re, see how desperate you are. And as you age, you have available less available time to be out here dating. You're working, you're focusing on your career and uh, you're still broke. And then you're actively seeking, I need a financially stable man. No, man look, you want to be a prostitute, be a prostitute. You want to prostitute yourself out and you want a financially stable man. Well, that man should have a list of things that you're going to do for him. But the, uh, unfortunately, these women are like, well, I'm settled in my career. I'm not giving up my career for you. But you want his resources? Pfft. 
You want access to his resources? You want his stability? Shit, I'm going to put you to work. I'm putting your ass to work if I'm giving you stability. I'm giving you financial stability. You doing what I'm telling you to do. This is how it works. Man, I ain't going to do this. I can be able to access your money, and then I can save my money that I'm Man, please. Shout out to Adrian Paul, addicted to Kaylee. Can you hit me with her? All right. Oh, boy, I know what you like. I know what you like. Let's get some Kayleys up. Who doesn't like a Kaylee? All right. But anyway, people are like, I don't like them. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. <laughs> Adrian Paul likes a Kaylee in the building. Uh, Mike Hawk, it says, <laughs> pause, women's eggs I'm oh, sorry, women's eggs age in dog years. And it ain't my fault. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at God. And I'm not paying for no in vitro fertilization. I'm not paying for no excessive fertility treatment. I'm not paying for to see if my balls and my swimmers are still good. No. And if I knock somebody up and I just happen to knock somebody up, I'll be like, that's your baby. <laughs> right? I ain't going to the PTA meeting. I ain't going to the flag football games. I ain't going to nothing. I did that. Been there, done that. All right. I'll send the check. Mm. You don't come to the parent teacher conference. So a lot of times they'll be like, okay, I'll do it all myself. And then they realize how hard the work is. You know, come to this. You don't support that. You know how many suburban housewives I heard that from? I do everything and he doesn't do this and he doesn't drop the kids off the school. I'm like, shit, he at work. <laughs> well, I once had gave up my career to raise kids. That's what women do. What are you talking about? So I could focus on my career. Well, he can raise the kids too. But how y'all gonna support, how y'all gonna afford the suburban house if he's raising the kids and going to PTA and dropping kids off at three o'clock and picking them up from school at 2 30? How is he gonna how y'all gonna live in the suburbs? <laughs> Are you guys that slow? Are you guys that dumb? He didn't come to the recital. He didn't come to this and that. He needs to pay the $8,000 mortgage. That's why you got with him. He was financially stable. Somebody got to pay the mortgage. Somebody got to keep the damn ball rolling. Well, he can make time. He can leave work in the work meeting. Why does he have to travel so much? He's never at home. I'm alone and I'm raising these kids alone. But they got the big ass house. They got everything they wanted. And they still complaining. Mm. Albert Chalmers says 30 plus year old women are now dating with a purpose. Yes. <laughs> I'm dating with a purpose now. What happened? Where did all the men go? DGC more OXXs and normies are polluting seeking. They are. It's be it's like miserable now. It's not what it used to be. And I've only been at it for probably about a year. But it's it's pretty much getting done. It's being undone because normies are coming over now. Normies ruin everything. Normies ruin Facebook. Normies ruin Instagram. Like it was fun when the young people were doing it. You know what I mean? And then the people that were intentional. Then people came over and start taking it seriously. They fighting in the comment section. Normies. Ham and eggers. Pencil, uh, pencil and paper pushers. Clock punchers. They all fighting in there. Taking every post seriously. I put a 30-second post up. Where's your sources on TikTok? Like, people put sources on TikTok. It's a 30-second video. This is despicable, reprehensible content. You didn't even list your sources. Like, where, where, 
I only got like 150 characters to put the damn message in. I got to really think and shorten the message up. All right, 150 characters. What can I say here? Let me fit in my hashtags. There's no sources available for this particular content. I'm dismissing it all. <laughs> like what? Damn NPC knuckle draggers. Normies ruin everything. They ruin all the fun because they're miserable. D8 Jones says, how much with that fistful of 20s? How much was that fistful? Of, I, she got zero. She didn't do the job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you don't do the job, you don't get paid. Simple as that. That's how I work. I'm like, oh, no. You don't get paid to come over here and tell me what you are not going to do when I was paying you. <laughs> like, what? Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, you're not going to get paid. <laughs> Send your ass home. What? <laughs> Just like you're not going to eat tonight if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You didn't do what you're supposed to do last night. No eat. You don't work. You can't eat. <laughs> Shout out to Pele Manuel in the building. Appreciate you, sir. All right, Don Papo with the shout out to you, man. He's an original Coach Game member. He's been here since 2018 with the Coach Sponsorship. Thanks for all that you do. Classic streams this week, man. Yeah, this week we, we were on fire. I had very little distractions this week. Only my my ex baby mama. Um, but they're they're teetering on the very big deadline coming up in the next seven days. So it's uh, distractions going to ramp up here in the next seven days. Um. Plus, my son will be back in the next, you know, for a couple of weeks uh, during his summer. And, um, boy, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. They're going to be scrambling. They're going to be shuffling over there, bro. <laughs> hey, uh, ladies, just a bit of advice. If you can't afford to take care of kids, don't claim that you're going to keep them away from the father. <laughs> right? Listen, don't think the dude's going to keep doing what he's doing, but you can't have the kids. I'm keeping them. I'm keeping them for myself. Oh, how come you're not paying? Would you do this for your kid? You're going to keep them up. Like you literally keep them away from the father. You're like doing whatever you can legally. And I could actually go in the court with $10,000 and ruin you, but I don't want to. But if you can't afford to keep your kids, but you want to keep the, uh, the dad wants to keep the kids and keep paying them and keep on them on the right path. But you're like, no, I'm going to keep them, but you're going to pay still. I'm telling you guys, you guys, you women out here are going to learn. You can't not do the job and keep getting paid. These people want to literally do the job, not do the job, kick their feet up, and still want to get paid. Man, please make it make sense. So when, when I withdraw the money, <laughs> you stupid. Now you can't afford to keep the kids. Now what you going to do? Run them into the ground? Okay. Well, that's what you chose to do. <laughs> All right. You going to let your kids sing? Well, that's her plan over there. Let me see what you, let me see your plan over there. Hold on for a second. <laughs> ladies, I'll tell you, man, ladies in their logic, when they speak emotionally, it's just actually absolutely insanity. Uh, women have no plan 
for their children. Their plan is for it. you to keep paying and them to keep the kids away from you. And, 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 and then, and then, and then what they'll go is, but I have a loving home because my kids over here, when they're with me, they work. I make that, I put the ass to work and I put expectations on what I contribute and I over contribute. Anybody that knows what I do, I over contribute. But the minute y'all be like, well, I just, you know, I'm going to keep, okay. Well, the money going to change. <laughs> and then you say, let me see what plan you have for the kids. So since you're going to keep them and you're going to try to fight me for it, what plan do you have for the kids? This day plan right here. This is what they plan look like. <laughs> That's a woman's play. Oh, wait, y'all didn't even see the damn thing. <laughs> did y'all even see it? Oh, I did. Y'all did see it. That's their plans for the kids. They got no plan. You're the plan. You're the plan. You're going to keep paying and they're going to hold the kids hostage. And I'm like, okay, let me see your plan. Oh, that looks good. That looks good from afar. <laughs> Yeah, that looks fantastic. Mm. Oh, you need some money? Mm. <laughs> Shit. Let's see how fast you can ruin kids in six months. And I will watch your ass. Hold up for a second. Let me pull up the meme. <laughs> I can't even find it. Oh, man, I can't even find it. Yeah, where is it? Meme on phone. I can't find it. Stanley at podium. Oh, here he is right here. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, let me pull it up. This is how I'll be watching too, like this here. All right. Watching your ass fail. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, no, where is he at? Okay, I missed it. I missed the timing on that one. Damn, I'm going to freeze up my damn computer. I did it. I done froze up the computer. I will be watching. Anyway, let's get back to these cash apps. Uh, Nashwick says, Ninja shot up Subway for too much mayonnaise. Men are lost. Men are lost. The oppression. Shout out to Law Pockets. He says, yo, coachy, you'll never run out of content. I'm 100% confident of that. Sometimes I wake up, all I got to do is look. I look on TikTok. I look on Instagram. Oh, there's my content for this week. Shout out to Brian Horsley, brother. Appreciate you, son. Appreciate, uh, we got a couple of uh, posts by Jermaine Jackson. Hashtag finally unstuck. Just purchased my first motorcycle. Congratulations on that. Uh, but appreciate y'all. Look at that, man. He actually killing it out here. He killing it. He got it, man. Be safe on your motorcycle. Wear your gear at all times. You know what I mean? Sometimes you want to jump on. Those will be the times where you get road rash. Sometimes you want to jump on. I forgot my helmet. Never forget your stuff. Wear your helmet. Wear your gear at all time. All gear all the time. Um, invest in your gear and all that stuff. And he says, closing my second investment property. My man went in over here. 
And he asks all, he says, your videos keep me focused. Hashtag finally unstuck. And it always feels good when you start getting those things and you're like, man, those, those things used to be impossible for you when you were dating, right? You were dating. You were like, how can I afford to take these skeezers out and then get my motorcycle? How can I afford to do this? Man, you got to eliminate all of that. Eliminate the running game. Eliminate the possibility of meeting women serendipitously. Eliminate the possibility of dating apps. Dating apps are just trash receptacles for me. Every now and then, there'll be something that I could possibly pick off the top and use for an evening. Everything else is absolute garbage. And these people think they're good out there. I'm like, man, please. I ain't doing nothing. I ain't moving. Nobody move. Nobody get hurt. Just come over and drop it over. The 304 detector says, shout out to the ring gamers and them couch elephants in the building. Living the same life on repeat. Where we at? Rob says... Uh, CGA, GTA. Yeah, I'm not going to stop until they make a video game out of the free agent lifestyle, man. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I think. We need a video game. We need a game about the free agent lifestyle. Murray, he said, here's my, here's your big box of Mike and Ike's fun. Shout out to you. He says, thank you, coach. That's from Jonathan. Love the Mike and Ike's, by the way. That's my guilty pleasure. It's definitely candy. <laughs> All right, my candy, my candy, damn. Oh, wait a minute. I can't even get, why are they putting me out on this here? Capture. I love me some candy. All right. So that's definitely my uh, weakness. You know, everybody has a weakness. Candy is mine. Mike and Ike's and whatnot. We do have a couple more over on PayPal. We're almost done. We're almost done. Mr. Norris says, I'm not really into feet. Oh, I got you, brother. He's thinking about me and them feet. All right, shout out to you. I think that's Billy the Kid, no? Yeah, that is. No, that's not. SAU has a couple things to say. We're going to complete the process. Going, he says, Coach, I'm 33, doing decent money in decent shape. You will not believe how many women throw themselves at me. They are on desperation mode. I can see it. So, yep. And that's basically doing this. And that's you. They're doing the that's you to you. Right. So they finally done with the jerks. They want a little bit of stability. They want a gump. They want somebody who's dumb enough to give them a commitment and sit across six months. I'm this type of woman. I normally do this and I normally do that. I'm very good. The guys were guys that were with me were a-holes. They were abusive. I just want me a good man. And they selling you stuff. He says, damn, coach, you're doing some power moves with your ex. I can't wait uh, for my kids to be older and do that right now. I got to play dumb and safe. Not for too long. Yeah, man, I got I got a lot of leverage um, because they tried to play, um, you know, they tried to do a power move on me and it backfired. It's going to backfire on them. And I don't I don't reward good behavior. Um, in essence, you know, I made a choice to move, which, you know, we could have worked it out civilly and there's no effort to work it out civilly. But they ran into a major, major problem in which now, you know, the whole idea was going to be like, oh, he's a dead. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. Well. Now what I was doing is going to be really revealed. You know what I mean? Because they try to, you know, women overwhelmingly try to play down how important a role you play into a child's life. So they will make you out to be a deadbeat. But what they what they don't know, to, what the rest of the world didn't know was I was covering almost everything. I was keeping everything up. And so women, sometimes when that's happening, they think they're contributing equally or contributing all. But what they're going to find out is them balls all going to hit the floor. 
they're gonna hit the they gonna hit the floor fast. By August, it's gonna be shuffle time, and then it's gonna be revealed exactly what I was doing. It's gonna be revealed fast. I mean, the balls are gonna hit the floor, and it's gonna be damn. But the only card they're gonna play then is how could you? Well, I gave you about 45 days to work this out, and you were still being selfish and egotistical. You didn't want to work it out. You played power grab. Oh, you're leaving? Okay, I'm keeping. But now it's going to be revealed what I was doing. And the balls were up, and now they're all going to fall. Pause. Everything's going to collapse. And we'll, you know, I I talked to the members about it specifically, and people were like, I can't believe. Never, ever, never, ever reward bad behavior, especially when it comes to women. They'll behave badly in public. They'll use the court of public opinion against you. They'll use tactics. They'll use the court. They'll use psychologists. They'll use teachers. They'll throw mud on your name and say you were doing nothing. Somebody says, don't end up like Caleb. No, it's never that. It will never end up that way. That's why I'm letting her, you know, harbor the kids. Go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe like, go ahead. <laughs> but now, you know, it, it'll be revealed what dads have been doing. But I'm telling you, this one's going to be, it's major. It's a major one. So they're going to have the balls fall. And I'm going to say that was the choice that she made. And you can continue on that path or you can do what's right. So never reward good, beha- I'm sorry, never reward bad behavior. When they act bad, never feel ashamed of pulling the plug. Pull the plug and let them live out that reality. And it will be apparent real fast who effed up. <laughs> but guys, you're still going to lose anyway. I'm still, it's still a loss because the court of public opinion is still going to be against you, right? They're still going to be like, well, you could have at least. No, I don't reward bad behavior in kids or adults, in women or men. You behave against me bad. I'm telling you, if you, if you, um, and men find this out, if you stab me in the back, you're done. And there's almost no coming back. I mean, my kids have a chance to come back, but there's no coming back. If you do me dirty once, I will tear your ass up. (laughs) I will make you pay. And I won't feel a damn thing about it. People have to understand that about you. If you don't hold the line for yourself, if you don't stand up for your damn principles, if you don't stand up for what you were doing and people want to shade you or anything, yeah, no mercy. I will let your ass implode. And there's pretty much nothing you can do. You know what I mean? The only thing you have is the court of public opinion. I will sit back and smoke a cigar and watch you fall. Now, the, the there is a there is an outside chance that she could turn uh she could turn this this shit into pancakes. You know what I mean? She could pour she could pour syrup on it and make turn shit into pancakes. There is an outside chance, and it could work. And then I could sit out going, oh, okay, she made that work. She turned it around. Very little chance, though. (laughs) And it's okay. So um, 
if you have principles, if you have rules and regulations about your life and people don't want to follow them yet still receive the fruits of your labor, you don't reward them with the fruits of your labor. You don't complete the job. You don't complete the task. You don't get the reward. And I'm teaching you men this. And you're going to have to take an L because the court of public opinion is going to run you over. The family court potentially might run you over. But you still stand on your principles. You violated the rules of CGA. You didn't complete the task. You went to the court of public opinion instead of handling me or following the rules. And when it comes to women, that's all they have is the court of public opinion. That's all they have. They don't have strong principles. All they have is ego, narcissism, and the court of public opinion. All right. And that's all they have working for them. That's all they have working for them. They don't have truth. It's not moral what they're doing. It is what it is. So uh, never be afraid of that. But we'll see here. The next couple months is going to be really fun. And uh, shout out to Coach Mussolini over here. Coach Alini in the building. Abel returns to eating. He says, try gliders first. It will help a lot and it's cheaper. All right, appreciate that. A baby, a dude says, dating never made sense, but now I know better. Yeah, dating is actually a lose-lose proposition for men. You're basically begging. You're basically begging. He says, forgive them. They know not what they do. Yeah. So again, they know not what they do. They never think. They never have a plan. They just act. And then they find out the hard way. But guys, the best way I've learned in life was, um, he says, I cross coach once. Yeah. The best way I've learned about learn life is bumping my head. Right. I never really learned through other people. Other people said, uh, and I was like, oh, let me try. Bump my head. Sometimes you got to let your kids bump their head. Sometimes you got to let women bump their head. That's the only way they learn. And even then when they learn, they will go down kicking and screaming, still blaming you. But you got to let them bump their heads. A lot of times in society, we don't allow women to fall and fail. We don't allow our kids to fall and fail. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Every decision you make has a consequence and repercussion. And it also has a reward, but it also has a penalty. So you got to let them learn. Because or else if you save them, they never un understand that they were making bad judgments or they were violating your rules. They were actually speaking out against something that didn't exist. You got to let them learn and fail. The earlier they know, the better. It will build them up to be better people. But unfortunately, we save women from themselves. And then you wonder why they don't learn. You save your children from themselves and you have them walking around in and helmets, and you have them preventing themselves from getting hurt, and you have them preventing themselves from getting cut from the basketball team and the football team, and you keep rewarding them even though they behave poorly or they don't even do what required to even have the job being done. No, man, let they ass get cut. Let them ass get hurt. Let the women fall. Let them fail and let that ego keep them in check. Let men fail. Got to let them fail. Can't save them all the time, especially when you did your best to not let them fail in the first place and they failed the assignment. Dane Digital, 
He says laughing for the Hendon Tannic, that Titanic out there. It's crazy. Zone 864, Coach the Undertaker Bell effect is hilarious. Hashtag CGA. We're going to get some more sound effects this weekend. Loud Pocket, shout out to the financial abusers out here using that financial abuse in the building. You learn the easy way or the hard way. Which way you want to learn, but you're going to learn. Shout out to Dave. Olympus says, what's your opinion about men getting a, is it an LL surgery? Or I don't know what type of surgery you're talking about. Getting a double, a two surgery? A salami surgery? I'm not sure what kind of surgery you're talking about here. Um, but uh, you know what surgery you need? A financial surgery. <laughs> when it comes to men, finances is the game changer. All right. All that hype bull crap and all that stuff. Shout out to Sean Mason for the um, for the super chat. Everything changes when your finances changes. And it's not that all women are going to change for that. As you see that one woman who's been with rich guys. Oh, I'm not impressed. Okay. But when you change your money, everything changes. I got money. What's my opinion on the BBL? Or to make yourself taller? I don't believe you should make yourself taller. No, man. I mean, there's too much pain in that. Guys, the, the amount of the ability to make yourself taller can what? Three, four inches. Then you make yourself taller and go through all kind of pain for four inches. And it's not like you're making yourself taller, like you're six foot and you want to be six foot four. It's normally a guy that's five, six that want to be five, ten. Then you'll make yourself five, ten. And the women still will say you're too short. <laughs> like, why? It's a completely unnecessary. Change your wallet. Take that money and go buy you some junior college piece leave. And you'll get it all out of your system. You get the venom out. Get the damn venom out. Just be you. Just be you, man. Hey, look, you're not supposed to impress any woman. Like that's what that's what I keep telling you. You're going outside to impress women. 80% or better are unimpressed by you. That's why I stop dressing up when I go out. I just go out there like, like I got this shirt on. I got some shorts on. I'm going to slide some bands on, and I'm going to go run some errands. It's a waste of damn time to be out there looking fresh to death. How many times you spend all that time getting fresh to death, and you still got to run spit game? You still got to convince them to like you. Man, please. Absolute waste of time. It's garbage. SAU says, damn, coach. He says, uh, oh. And the reason I could do this power move is because my kids are old enough. All right. The worst penalty I can get is something like, you know, my kids, my oldest is going to be 18 in a year and a half. My youngest is going to be 18 in uh, two and a half years. Please. <laughs> this is no, there's no penalty. Mm. What you going to get a come up of $1,200, $12,000 at most, please. She's going to have egg on her face at the end of it because if she ever thought about trying to take me to court, all right, and get a get a win, she's going to turn into an L. I know she's dealing at the bottom of the deck, so she can't hurt me on this. And if, even if she did get a temporary situation, she end up it's not going to be enough to save her. So I'm like, hey, go ahead and ruin this one for yourself. But the ego of women, guys, uh, this is a warning sign for you. If you have a baby mom terrorist that is using emotion against you and using financial uh, way to penalize you and using your children, go back to that stream of the woman 
hate the ex more, more than they love the children. If they're going to do this when they're young, they're going to do this the entire childhood. Shall we play a game? They're going to do these things, and this is what you get for believing in love and all of this stuff. This is what you get in believing that you're going to procreate and have a legacy. This is what you get. This is exactly what you get because this is more likely to happen to you than you raising your children in a marital home. Okay. This is more likely, especially if you're a black man, it don't matter what race of the woman you're dating. It's more likely that you're going to go through this than you raise your kids from zero to 17. There's the numbers right there. Since we're dealing with numbers, there's your chance right there. You can believe me or not. We're talking about the book of numbers by Aaron Clary. That right there is your chance in America. Read it and weep. You have an 18% chance to be in a household where you are married with biological kids that you raised. 18%. You can hear about the statistics and statistics don't matter. Well, that's the, that's the gamble. Yes. Could it happen to you? No, it could, it could be possible that it, you, you are in the 18%. However, this is your gamble right here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the why we keep uh, focusing on this, despite the fact that everything kind of is going to shit in our world, in our country. The other thing that's happening is a lot of guys are still going, well, this is where I'll find my ha happiness. This is where I'll find my happiness. But then when you roll the dice against it at any particular point, at any particular point, this is your chance. And this doesn't mean you have a happy home. This means that you just don't want a divorce and you're staying for the kids. This means that you could be in a sexless marriage. This means that you could have a good wife. But even if you're in this 18%, it doesn't mean that you've achieved success. It's just that you're still kind of stuck in that prison and she's still benefiting for, from you financially. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. And uh, last point on this one. A lot of these people that are outside of this are step parents. That's the next option for you. So you might not have achieved it the first time around. But the second time around, you're doing some sort of co-parenting split, some sort of step parentage. And all of that stuff. So those are the other households. And I'll show you that. I'll show you this, man. This is this is a point for me to teach here. It's not just my experience. It's actually the experience of most of America. And you're kind of stuck in this misery, but you're you're saying that this is how it works. This is why you make how you make it work. Uh, let's see here. Is this the chart? If I pop this chart up, yeah, this is the chart that I want to show you. I showed you this chart before. Um and if you're a minority, forget about it, man. I mean, your chance, your chances is extremely low. Like a minority, like black or Mexican or Hispanic. So you got the uh, parents in the first marriage, twenty two percent right here for blacks, but then nine percent have this remarriage step parent or cohabitating parents, non married parents. Look at that. 
than the rest single. Here's the married parents right here for Latinos, Hispanics. Boom. Then you got this parent remarriage and this co-parent living in existence. Then the single parent. So all of that's pretty much single parentage, co-parenting, all of that stuff. That's your chances right there. All right, man, we done for the day. Uh, we'll be, no, we're not going to be back. If we are back, it'll be a short call-in show uh, tonight. We'll see. I got some errands to run and stuff to catch up on, and then my son's going to be here this weekend and all of that stuff. So uh, we'll shuffle on out of here, brothers. Good luck out there. Do your best to make it work, whatever life you're living. But a lot of times, I'm just telling you not to waste your time out here. Anyway. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man.